Hey, everybody. This is Kevin Heffernan. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. On behalf of Steve Lemmy, thanks for joining us. we got a great guest this week, our old friend Jason Piccioni, and he is a visual effects supervisor. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to learn about it. But in today's TV and movies, there's so many visual effects, and it's such a big part of filmmaking these days. And this is a guy who's at the top of that business, and he's worked on all kinds of films, uh, like X-Men, Alice in Wonderland. He's worked on TV, like American Horror Story. And we know him because we worked with him on Beer Fest and Dukes of Hazard and The Baby Makers. He's a great guy, super smart. It's very interesting if you're into filmmaking or you want to know more about filmmaking. Uh, this is such a big part of the business now that uh, he's a great guy to talk to and a great guy to learn from. So I think you're really going to like this conversation. All right, but first, before we do that, let's get to our other business. Uh, we got a bunch of shows coming up. We're going to be traveling around. We want to let the Chew Crew know where we are so that you can come see us. Uh, June 16th, 17th, and 18th, we'll be in Seattle. Seattle, Washington, Parlor Live. The next weekend, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, we'll be in Brea, California at the Brea Improv. So if you're anywhere in the Southern California area, come on over. Have a beer with us. Say hello. That's June 23, 24, 25. Uh, the next month, uh, here's a new one on the schedule. We're going to be in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where we made Beer Fest. I haven't been back since. This will be fun. We're going to be at the Santa Ana Star Casino, just north of Albuquerque, July 14th. One night, Thursday night, we're going to do a couple of shows. All you Beer Fest people, come on up. Then we got a couple of big fun shows in September. September 9th, we will be at the Foxwoods Theater in Connecticut. My home state. And then the next night, we're going to head up to Boston. That's September 10th, Saturday night. We'll be at the Wilbur Theater. Tickets are available for both those shows, so check those out. Now, all these tickets are available. HeffernandLemmy.com has all the information. If you go to HeffernandLemmy.com, it has links for all the tickets for those shows. Seattle, Brea, Albuquerque, Foxwoods, the Wilbur Theater. Go there. Get some tickets. Come see us. We'll have some laughs. Um, all right, those are the live shows. Amazon.com. If you go to the TuneIn website, you go to the episode page, there'll be a banner ad on it. It'll be an Amazon.com banner ad. If you are going to go shopping at Amazon, just click on that banner ad, click through the banner ad, go to Amazon, do your shopping, and it'll kick a little bit back to TuneIn. No sweat off your brow. So if you're going to go shopping at Amazon, go through the TuneIn page. Okay, Jason Piccioni, The Pigeon. What a fun conversation we had. I think it's fun to talk to the behind-the-scenes guys about filmmaking because they're the ones who get the job done. And uh, they always have great stories um, and great insight. So let's get on with it. Without further ado, enjoy the chew, everyone. Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast straight. Chew it. They're gonna get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Okay. I'm just gonna shoot the shit with the pigeon. Oh, we are recording? We're officially recording? Thing. Look at this. I have a whole thing here. Uh, you know, I've listened to a few of these and I've, I've gotten the, the shtick. I think. You, got the, okay. you got your list and you're gonna yeah. vamp out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a vamp out. It's, gonna, a it's good. I'm a vamp out. Um, I'm gonna ask, um, you know, because I'm gonna ask you about the interesting shit that you do, Jason. Did you? Which ones did you listen to? Did you listen to the one with Larry Sher? I I didn't. Uh, Pat told me to do that. And I couldn't find it on the feed. Oh, it's uh, probably I, uh, okay. Who's I this? listened to That's Jay. Me. Who's this? That was me. I listened to Jay. Who's this? You're this, this, Who's this? Oh, it's me. Okay, good. I like yeah. to hear myself. Do you, you want more on you? Anyone want more on themselves? Um, no. Let's see. Less turn myself. me up. Turn me up. What, now wait, where are you? Oh yeah, yeah. I was you? the first one. I was the first one. Go, go louder. Is that you? Is this louder? You? Is this no, you? no, that's not me. Okay, this is you. Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's yeah, me. That's Fucking you, that's loud. Other like way. That? Wait, wait. You just turned me off completely. No, I didn't. I didn't touch. <laughs> yeah, now I'm gone. 
That's not, you don't have it? No, I don't have anything now. Oh, there I am. There I am right there. Wait, oh, am I going the wrong way? Oh, I'm going the wrong no, way. No, he's just wearing, they got mixed. Mm. Oh, that's okay. okay. This is really nice. Who's this? Who's this? Uh, is this Jason? No, that's nobody. Is it me? It's me. Am I too loud? That's me. I feel great about my good. volume level right now. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> Who's this? Who's this? Have we got it? I don't know. That's, that, that's me. Lemmy? That's no, me. That's me. That's, uh, me. that's, that's me. Jason. Yeah. 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 Okay, Lemmy, is that you? Hey, you had I was fine. I was fine. But yeah, that's up. me. That's me. Get me okay. max. Okay, and that's that. Okay. Are we maxed? Are we maxed out? Are you're we as maxed as you're going to get. Oh. As I'm going to give you. Uh, see, that's the dynamic right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's a certain cuntiness that <laughs> we have. I'm not going to max any. You, you can't have a notepad with the CAA logo and call someone else cuntiness. Yeah. Oh, what's up? I like that. What's I like up? The, the, the pigeon walks in here and <laughs> sinks his talons into me. I like that shit. The pigeon is ferocious. He really is. He's got a message. Out. He's got a message for me. I know. You're going to watch out. You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> what? A cunt message? Yeah. Um, okay, I got all kinds of shit to talk to. Oh, great. Well, let's, about. let's. Should we do it? Let's, let's dive right let's in. We're, we've been in, Kev. Oh, sorry, I missed. I missed the beginning of it all. Here, what's up? Wait, so, what were we talking? Oh. Your glasses just changed. You got inside outside I glasses. Got inside outside glasses, and I'm I'm not sure that I like it. I like going, but then it's like what? Now is that's a. I remember my my brother had those in uh, high school, and I was they're like, better than I think. My older brother, and I was like, okay, those are pretty cool. Are they? Yeah, they're cool. They take are they a cool second. now or not cool? Well, it's kind of when you, if you stand like. You go outside and you stand and you bring your phone and there's a shadow that hits. Sometimes you'll right. out with this line in the middle, which is a little hard to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I tend Are, to take But that's a conscious choice. Anyway. It's a conscious choice to say, I'm going to get the glasses that change. Are you from another country? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, because my dad, let's like, uh, and all his Hispanic friends are so blown away by that technology. They, they've had it since it started. They're like, you know, they're like, and it gets darker when the sun comes out. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've only been wearing glasses for a couple of years and this is my okay. second pair. The first. I still have the other pair, but I, I got them, and as, like, as soon as I had children, the, my first thought was, like, the first thought. Okay, the first thought. I need to get another pair of glasses. Okay. Gonna break. And, and the so kind that changed. Well, I yeah. thought, oh, I'll do something different. I'll get the kind that changed. And these okay. are lighter, so I just end up wearing okay. them every day. Should I do that? Because sure. I have the I have the prescription sunglasses. And then I got, and prescri- I have, I got these and I have sunglasses. Prescription. Well, that's a, you know, if, you're, if your hands are full with children, it's, you know, fuck it. It's better to, yeah, not I, to change I your glasses. One less thing to think about. One less thing to think about. Yeah. And you look Hispanic. Oh, good. He does, he's Italian. He's Pigi- Italiano. Pigioni. Pigioni. Here, let's eat. Let's chew. I'll catch you. Go ahead. Hit it. Oh, we're chewing. He knows the routine now. Now go yeah. solo. Oh, it's quick. He's so quick. He is. Well, he's he's eating all that bird feed. That's what, he, that's what he's <laughs> eating. The pigeons eating the pig- bird feed? pigeon feed, yeah. Okay. So is, right. is, chew, is it like, it's chewing the fat, right? Or is it like the chew? Essentially. I know you guys yeah. used to, some of you it's used essentially. to chew, right? Jay chews. Chewing the fat. Yeah. Sometimes we chew, right. yeah. Some, they chew tobacco. Yeah, sometimes we talked about the one Jay was here at tobacco chewing, but yeah, no, no, we uh, chew the fat. Jay's been on a few yeah. times chewing with the pigeon. I've heard, I've heard a couple. I've heard parts of a couple. I think he's our mo- he's our most frequented guest. Yes, he is now. Yeah, he we is. had him on again recently. He, he is. He's our most frequented guest. Yeah, but what if we made the pigeon our most frequented? Guest? I think the bigger, my favorite, if I may, was yeah. was, was was David. Oh, David. David was a classic. It's it great. Was, it was. I laughed all day long. He's a funny yeah. guy to listen to. Yeah, he really. I just. I just like. I could just listen to him. It's that accent. It, Read anything. His accent is like the fat on bacon. <laughs> you know, it's like you get to the. You have a nice fat piece of bacon right there. You're like, oh, it's so delicious. You know, all like he can't. He doesn't learn how to speak better. <laughs> no, he's not getting better. <laughs> he never will. Well, you know, there's always the point when you do the roundtable in the meetings, right? And you say, yeah. oh, my name's we both sure you know, the production Kevin meetings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, we get, and you know, and so um, so and so, and 
money with David Alvarez. I'm the sound designer. And everyone stops. Right. Yeah. Whatever they're doing, because usually you're on your phone and you're not paying attention. What did that? Who? What? Who what just, what just happened? Who the yeah. fuck is that guy? I wish you had known him uh, when we first met him on Puddle Cruiser when he had long hair and he fired people left and right <laughs> and, and yelled at everybody, including us, to shut the fuck up. I know. I know. Let's right. introduce our guest had- before we move any okay. further. Can we do that? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. I don't want to cut off the David talk. Okay, go do it. But you know, he's right. You know, he's right. As as gruff as Kevin could go is, on. Yeah, we could. He's right. I like to get down to get going. You know, I, mean, I got enough questions for <laughs> you. Don't notes. look at my list. Look don't look notes. at my list. Okay. I know. Uh, joining it's, us on the podcast, our old friend Pigeon. What you're going to find is I'm your friend here. I'm <laughs> okay. your friend. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get through this. I'm the life jacket. Go. <laughs> our old friend Jason Piccioni. Am I saying Piccioni right? You very well. Piccioni. Piccioni. Three syllables. Piccioni. Piccioni. It's like Piccioni. It's like Pacino. Okay. Like Al Pacino Piccioni. only. Piccioni. Flop the last two syllables. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll just But we just like to call you the pigeon. You do. Because yeah. that is what. Who, who figured that out? Uh, I th- it, was, it was in a conversation between Chandra Sekar and I, I think. Hmm. And then it just kind of went that way. But we asked you. You Googled it or something. No, we right? asked you. We, I remember this. We asked you, and you're like, oh, it's, it's pigeon, right? It's pigeon, yeah. it's pigeon in pigeon Italian. Italian. Right. And then it was like, oh, well, fuck, you're the pigeon. Then it's over. Does anyone else call you the pigeon? Nope. Nobody calls you the pigeon? Nope. Not your entire life? Nope. No one's figured that out? No. Oh, it's special. It's, it's special. special. Unbelievable. It's, it's great, though. It's like, you know, it is like it's bringing in the wolf as your cleaner. Like, <laughs> we're talking, we're like, call the pigeon. <laughs> Let's get the pigeon on this one. And that's what we do in our meetings. We're like, fuck, can we, get, can we do this on film? And then they're like, well, let's, we'll ask the pigeon. Yeah. But wait, I should say what you are, who you are first, right? So you, he's, in the, he's in the Broken Lizard family of filmmaking. We yeah. always like to have people on here who we've worked with, who are on our movies, who work regularly with us. Yeah. And you are a visual effects supervisor. Yeah. You are a visual effects guru. Like, you're the guy that creates that shit in the movies that makes it fun to go to the movies. Well, let's let, exactly. let's let the yes. pigeon explain it. No, it's, that's it. That's it. And, you, and he's I'm worked the, in... I bring the fun. He's sure. worked in film... Uh, 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 in, in, in movies such as Beer Fest and Dukes of Hazard and Baby Makers with us. Baby Makers, yeah. Uh, and he's also worked in things like X Men and Alice in Wonderland, 2012, stuff like that. Also works in TV, right? Doing a lot of TV, lately. right? American Horror TV. Story. American Horror Story. I'd Criminal yeah. Minds. Yeah, we did a Criminal sure. Minds spinoff this okay. year. Okay, okay. Sure. But American Sto- Horror Story, I mean, that's, a, that's a big thing. American Horror Story, yeah, we start shooting. You do some weird shit for season that. Season Three weeks. Right. Okay. So like you're talking visual effects supervisor. That's still still very broad. So okay. when you say, yeah, you look make a movie look better, like... Let the pigeon explain. I say better. I just said funner. It, um, what, what does a visual effects supervisor do? Well, a visual effect is anything that happens uh, post-photography. Okay. As opposed to special effects that happen during photography, like okay. blowing shit up or, or, sure. or squibs or gunshots or everything. So right. anything that involves... What is now primarily a digital uh, solution is is a visual effect, right? And so, and that's when people talk about like CGI, right? CGI, yeah. I mean, it can be anything from you know the T Rex to stabilizing a, a Steadicam shot, right? That's the funny thing now is that people like like you become uh, our crutch, and maybe a crutch for filmmakers in general. We should talk about that, but it's like. Whenever something gets fucked up or you, there's something in the shot that you don't want in the shot, instead of redoing it, ah, we'll just take it out later. Sure. We'll get the pigeon to take it out. Or or if, you know, we're like, like for instance, we're reading through the Super Troopers 2 script, yeah. anything that looks like it might be remotely challenging, <laughs> we're like, you know what, let's just call the pigeon. Hey, we all got kids to send to college. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But usually in our movies, you don't get to send your kids to college based on yeah, our We do them for other reasons, but right. they're a good yeah. Right. It's like the X-Men. That's when you get to send your kids to college. 2012. Yeah. That's when you get to send your kids to college. Yeah. I mean, the things that, you know, we'll have a lot of, oh, we have lead actors. What's happened? We have lead actors. She has a t- tattoo on the back of her wrist. Okay. Mm. What would, now, for the entire film. What was that? Now, can you say what that is or no? 
Can you say what movie that was or no? Yeah, I'd rather not. Okay, you'd rather I, not. Beauty, okay. beauty work, we tend to try and keep. Okay, a little, and so a little, there was an actress, and she had a tattoo where on her arm or her it back. It was right on the back of her of her wrist, right below her hand. And every single shot you had to. And she talked with her hands a lot. Yeah. Oh, every single shot you had to yeah, do it. Every single shot. Occasionally they would. Oh, let's put her in long sleeves, but you know. Oh she my was pretty, god. Pretty leading lady. So. Because that reminds me of what you did on Dukes of Hazard, then, right? On Dukes of Hazard, right. I remember. Yeah. We we remember we shot the uh, well. It's a scene where we blow up the safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my character and Johnny Knoxville and and Sean. William Scott, and it was fucking freezing. We were in Louisiana, oh, and yeah. it had to be about that's, 20 degrees That's out. as cold as I've ever been. And I mean, yeah. I've been in places where the temperature was lower, yeah. but that was as cold as... I mean, cell phones were freezing and yeah. were working. I mean, it was... And I don't know why. It was just your, so fucking you're in cold. Your fucking underwear. I was in my underwear. Right? Yeah, you were. <laughs> and so we're shooting that thing, and the breath is just... You can see it. You know what I mean? That's just massive amounts of breath, right? And then, you know, it's not supposed to take place in the wintertime. So after we shot it, you had to go in and take the breath... We took Out of every fucking yeah. line that we said. That was the most excited I've ever seen Jay. Oh, really? I mean, it's like flying orange cars. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's a hard guy to impress. But breath? I mean, they came in there. And it wasn't just breath. Like, you, you I think, had glasses. Yeah, I so glasses. Your, your glasses would fog. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. You'd be like, boom, glasses yeah, fog. They and, always yeah. do. You know, and Sean and Johnny, especially Sean, had that scruff around. You know, yeah. he'd be talking. And, 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 and poor Sean was just trying to hold his breath through that whole scene. It was just yeah. like the three of you really, really close. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we spent more money. On what, that do you, scene than what do you? How do you? I mean, tell tell me. This is a good example. Tell me the process of how you do that. How do you take the fucking well, breath? The guys out of would the... sit there and go frame by frame, find a frame of some piece of face that didn't have breath on, on it. the computer. Just on the computer, fr- yeah. freeze it up. Okay, you know your nose. Say right. Yeah. You find your nose okay. before breath goes over okay. it, okay. and then again after the breath goes over it, and hold it there and use that to replace all the pixels that had breath. So you're putting a new nose in that's not breathing. Or that's not yeah. That's breathing. So you're not going to say erasing the breath. You um, are putting some, something in its place. You can do a little cleanup, giving a little contrast because breath will just sort of tend to build up like a, a right. So, so, so does, does that mean that like the you're actually superimposing the new thing on top of mm-hmm. the old thing? Yeah. And frame by frame. Oh yeah. So that tattoo that came off that actress is each frame of that footage. You are we painted. Yeah. Wow. Now how? Okay. So so like how long does a process like that take? Yeah. That something that's you know we'll do that repeatable or or what happens a lot on like something period with, with actresses with with earrings or you know holes. Oh, um, oh you take the holes you out take of the, the ears holes out, and Jesus, you can, get, can you believe that you can get pretty pretty quick. You know, so those will take. You know, a good. We've got a couple of guys who could do four or five of them in a day. Okay, okay. four or five. What's of, in a day? of like a shot of a tattoo on the back of the so arm? That, is it's that not four or five scenes or four four or five shots? So, so we, wow. we, we, we think of everything in a shot, which is, you know, a cut to a cut. Okay. So, we, you know, there's a two shot. We cut to your close-up, right. and then we cut to your close-up, and th- those are three shots. Okay. So every time the camera is set up for a certain thing, that's a shot. Okay. That's so what f- call it, right? No, no, no. That's, that's a setup. Okay. okay. So you're, okay. you're still thinking about it in terms of production, okay. right? Okay. So like yeah. a slate, yeah. you know, every yeah. time there's a shot, like, that's different. Okay. So an edit, like, okay, if, so if I was shooting the two of you guys, right? Yeah. So, you know, we do a little butterfly overs or something. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. And, you know. You talk, you talk, you talk, you talk. You know, it could be two setups, right? But you guys have just had a page of dialogue, and maybe there's five or six times where we cut from sure from Steve to Kevin, right? Yeah. You probably shot. keep yeah, it mostly on me. Just okay. you'll probably keep it mostly on me. I'm just saying, right? But then we have to digitally fix the imperfections of your face. That's the problem, right? No, that's the good. That's the good <laughs> thing. That's a joy. Okay, so so you take the breath out of the Duke's hazard. How long did that? Ta- how long does something like that take? I mean, that that's got to be a fucking that, long that time. Took a couple weeks. Weeks to just to yeah. do that, yeah, and and that's manpower and that's yeah. time and money and da da da. And is that why I mean, it, all it becomes it's so expensive? Labor. Or? It's labor. Yeah. Well, it's how, all labor. How, I, I am curious. So, how much? Let's let's take the Dukes of Hazard safe stealing scene. Okay. How much does it cost the studio 
to have that breath removed? Oh, that's a that's a different question, man. No, that's a good question. Well, well, that's a budget question. It's it's a budget question, but <laughs> it's but, it's but more pig- like how much will the pigeon charge you to have it removed? <laughs> sure, but okay, so like, but that's max. Like people <laughs> right? want, people right? want to know why these yeah. be, these big budget movies like two hundred million dollars for what? Well, that's a little different. I mean, you can get some of these bigger budget things that is are just designed in post. Mm-hmm. You right. know, as you mentioned, the crutch and it, you know it tends to happen and and. You know, things like anything. Okay, here's a good example. So you guys have all obviously been on movie sets. Yeah. You know what a call sheet is, right? You look at the call sheet? Yeah, call I'm sheet a- is the schedule for the day, essentially. Mm-hmm. How many names are on a call sheet? 70, 75 yeah, for yeah. a good yeah, with the decent crew. size yeah, with the crew. movie yeah. and all that, right? So, And you look at call times. And call times, usually it's like 730, right? right. And then you get some pre-calls. Yeah. 722, 724. Right. Like hair and makeup has to come a little earlier. Right. right. And they don't round, right? Yeah. 746. I mean, that's a call time you see a lot, right? right. So, okay. And on that AD crew, you've got... Usually a second, second, a second, a first. Right. A AD crew is uh, assistant director. Yeah, this is for the kind of the set foreman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's you know three or four or five if you count if you go up to the line producer, five people yeah. whose job it is to manage the set, manage the time on the set. Yeah, right. So you've got five people generally in that crew doing other things, but their responsibility is to manage seventy five people. Yeah, and their time down to the minute. Right. So on a major visual effects film like Green Lantern, I think we had seven hundred people in our crew. Jesus. Nobody manages their time. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean so, nobody manages? Somebody asked him. You just keep going. There's, okay. There's no. It's it's literally like seven full film companies. Yeah. Shooting without an AD. Right. Right. So if we were on a film set and there wasn't an AD, right? I don't know too many directors that wouldn't just keep going forever. Sure. But are you saying though so that they happens. should that's, have an AD? That's how we spend so much money. Okay. Well, does that mean that, so? So all those people are the, all those people are not on set. No, no, no. They're all on post. I mean, they're all okay. on some, they're some office somewhere. But, you know, so we're on set and there's, it's hour 13 and a half. And yeah. the day D will come to the director and say, hey, you got, I know you wanted three more setups. You only got one. Right. Or you got two. You right. know, let's, let's just make them work. Someone's on the line. We don't have those conversations. But yeah. don't you, though, money-wise? Don't, don't you have a budget and people uh, say you can't go well, on Beer Fest? Yeah, on did, Beer Fest you, know, you can't, on, uh, you know. On, but on Green Lantern. Green Lantern and you, you the yeah, whole thing is The whole thing is visual effects. So you, don't have yeah. the, you don't have the conversation down to that level of detail. Sure. Huh. So these guys are working overtime for – I remember uh, – I wasn't on this movie. It was um, uh, Beowulf, right? So yeah. Beowulf, totally yeah. CG movie. Yeah. A bunch of my friends were on it. It was it was Fourth of July weekend, and we were on this barbecue. And my okay. buddy was like, "We got we got to work. Like, it's full day work. It's not even a half day work. It's full day work." Jesus, okay. It's like Jesus. When, when are you finishing that movie? We're finishing it in Christmas. Like, uh-huh. So you're telling me that somebody has managed this so well that they realize they can't give the crew even a half a day off six months before the deadline. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't manage the crew at all. It's just they just. But is that are you saying that's everybody. because there there is so much hard work to be done in so little time, or is no, just there's I, no I one think, no one ruling the the uh, yeah, chicken coop or whatever? It, you know our what culture mean? just hasn't <laughs> evolved that way. You're just go in the and visual make effects notes. culture. Yeah, we, you know, the director or the supervisor, someone will just keep making notes until you know, a movie of it? that size. Oh man, well, Kev, this is a, uh, this is a job position. I know. I think I need to this be job designed. position. Yeah, I think it should. It just, it, you know, when I started, there was a very there's a producer and there's a supervisor. Yeah, and the producer, you know, they were at least equal, but the you know the producer would cut you off. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, I want to make it, you know, and it still happens a you know on the lower budget stuff, but I, I don't still don't see that happening. But you are the visual. Effects. I know, but this is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Pigeon eventually is going to run a studio. Right, and then he's going to look at the not. at the line cost and say like, okay, the, I know the first he's place. Know where to go. I need to fucking marshal. Nobody these works on July fourth. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> vacation. More my birthday. Well, also nobody works on those days. Also, talk about your your onset presence because, like, you know, traditionally in a film, you're talking about the director and then the AD who's managing the time and 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 really making everything go. But then you have an onset presence too because 
a lot of times on set, you are actually you're creating the shots. You as have well. to be. Yeah, so there. generally, we'll, we'll get into prep, like you know, like we go to Dukes of Hazard and right. and say this, you know, we're doing the thing. The thing's going to jump over the deal, you know, the, the washed out bridge. And how are we going to do that? And I'd sit yeah. down with someone like Jay and Dan Bradley and yeah. Larry. You know, and how how are basically we going to shoot this and, yeah. and prep for it, and then we go out on the day. And, and in terms of like, what can you do to well, facilitate them getting their thing done? Sure, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. if it's a CG car, then I'll have a little more input. If it's yeah. you know a stunt that they say, hey, you, you, we need to put a wire here; it's not safe. And then you know, and then we'll extend that to the, on the day when we're shooting, and and just just try and help make sure we get what we need to get. If we need to shoot elements, if we need something green screen, how's that lit? How's, you know, but there, yeah, there are many times we're sitting there and it's like that, the, the shot that you know is going to be a visual effect shot comes up or you shoot a plate or whatever it is. And it's like, Hey, get Jason over here. We got to figure out what the, 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 you know what I mean? Or, or a lot of things other, you know, they'll, we'll, like you suggested, we'll miss something or, Oh, that take didn't go right. Cause the, you know, someone looked at the camera, so whatever, there's yeah. a boom that came in. Right. Should we go again? Or is this easy to, to do? Yeah. Um, and you do need that, that guy on that set. Happens. I mean, from time, I mean, even, even, uh, yeah, well, you you couldn't make it because you were working on a movie at the time, but I think you sent one of your colleagues over. We did the little Indiegogo video, right? Where oh, I'm, oh, yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah, stuck right. in the trunk, right? And then the idea was I get out of the trunk and I've lost a shitload of weight, yeah. right? And so the way we did that is we, we had one of your colleagues there, right? Yeah, right, and Ted, so Ted. they shot a blank thing of the back of the car, yeah. and then they shot a shot with me in it, mm-hmm. and then they shot a shot with the little thin guy yeah. that took my place, and they took my head, put it on his body, and put it inside of, in front of that picture. And that's what you guys yeah, did. I thought that worked really well. It, it worked very well. well. Yeah. It worked very well. Yeah. But it was, you know, complicated. There were three different shots, and the mm-hmm. guy had to be there on the set to say, okay, we met, you don't move from there, and the camera should be, don't move the camera, it should be, you know. Like, yeah, well, you need that guy there to tell you how you get Usually the there's done. a bunch of little decisions that you need to make yeah. to, to make that stuff work. And you, you do that in every film and, and every TV show that you work on. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. Is mostly. your favorite assignment, like, uh, for instance, uh, I'll have a little spoiler here for a Game of Thrones fan, Game of Thrones. Or how, right. about, how about last season? We'll take last season. Okay. When, uh, when Cersei was walking naked through you know, <gasps> the Walk of Shame. Right. Stop it. Did you do that, Chad? No, I'm just behind on Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, you okay. are? What season are you in? We're a season and a half behind. Okay. Uh, uh, what does it, I mean, you could say, because you can say the last one, too. I, it's I like, it. the, like Khaleesi and seriously, they, they sometimes will take the head and put it on a nude body. Yeah. Because well, the happened. actress doesn't want to do nudity. That's happening. Is that your favorite uh, kind of work to do? That work tends to. So, a couple of years ago, maybe ten years ago, because we, we know all you guys yeah. in the, those studio, those rooms are pervs. So, so we got this phone call, and it was it was a movie called Original Sin with with Selma Hayek mm, and, and Tony Medeiros, right? Sounds sexy. Oh, so, and they basically came in and said, we, 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 you know, we shot this sex scene. They're all naked. It's not a rated R movie, so we right. do some cover ups, and we were slammed. I forgot what we were working on. We were so busy. So I called the crew and I said, "Hey, listen, we got we got this job. Does anybody want X to work to, on overtime?" Yeah, grumble, grumble. Ah, just, fuck it. And I slid the DVD and I played that scene. <laughs> that that got done faster than any other project sure. I've worked. I mean, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, why not? Well, fuck it. Why not? Why not? I'll do it. Yeah, it was Angelina Jolie. It wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. Okay. Selma Hayek actually. I you asked about beauty fixes. Selma Hayek was the only one, and I'm only going to bring up her name because she would. She turned to me on set one day. And said, "Don't you fucking fix me. I'm just fine the way I am." Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, I love it. really. What, what what did she think you were going to do to her? I, well, were you going to reduce her gigantic breasts? <laughs> what were you? Gonna... No. We, what we had was there was we shot this shot with a double, and the double's butt was just a little too big, and so okay. we there was just bigger than hers was. So sure, we were right. just sort of fixing it, and, and the director had mentioned that, and right. she just turned around and was like, "Don't you ever do that to me?" <laughs> okay, okay, yes, ma'am. And you're like, "Yeah, ma'am." Have you but ever if had? They tell me to. I will. Have you ever had that like uh, a, a nude scene for like a period piece and? The actress has fake breasts, and they're like, "Make these into real breasts." <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, I remember we do, when we were doing Deadwood, that came up, 
Really? Okay. But the casting and did a pretty good job of, of killing that before it. Be- that you had to get rid of fake breasts, fake breasts, and tip the hair. Yeah, you know, and, uh, obviously dyed hair and a yeah. few other things. But uh, I mean, these no, days they tend to not care about fake breasts too much. In period, I mean, yeah, I've never now. gotten. We're all used to it. Oh, now. it's the breasts are too nice. I've, I've, I've never gotten that. I remember I, Beer Fat. You remember the studio note when we did the reshoots for Beer Fat? This was yeah. the greatest thing ever. Jake called me and said, "We just got a studio note. The studio note was more boobs." Yeah, yeah, that was their note. That we reshot the opening and of the movie. And people they give more studios boobs. such a hard time about yeah. ruining movies, and I, yeah. I always use that. As an but example. some people might disagree with you on that. They're like, that nah, didn't need more boobs. I actually disagree. I disagree with that. To me, to me, what happens then is that. The movie starts – it's such gratuitous uh, nudity that your movie immediately becomes cheaper. I guess so, but that of, was the – but then we knew that going in and that was our intention writing it. was like, let's get arch about it. If you want to see boobs, let's show you some boobs. And then we created a mousetrap yeah. scene where boobs got shown in a joking way. Sure. Right? But, and then I, if, we, if, if we really went for it, I would have done like 20 sets of boobs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, and, I mean, and our boobs too. But I mean you, you also have to look at the perspective of other people too. It's like when – you know, like I was recently talking about the movie Airplane, right? The thing about the movie Airplane that I think about when I was a kid was the boobs in it. Best. And it was the, like the first time I maybe I'd Best seen boobs ever. in a movie and I was like – and that's a that's a memorable moment to me. And now people have that from beer fest. Sure, but they made a good joke out of that. That was like <laughs> so did we. seeing everything. So did Here we. Comes the joke. So did we. Yeah, I, so you know, did we. The problem is that the studios are taking their their cues from the you know the test audiences. Yes, the teenagers are saying, well, you know, what would make this movie better? More tests. Right. That's what. The but then it's up say. to the artist to create a funny way to do it. Sure. Which is what we did. Which we tried right. to do. Yeah. So do you find yourself more on set? supervising stuff these days or are you actually in there on the computer doing the stuff that needs to be done or is that your crew that doesn't um my crew does most of that stuff but i do yeah. spend a lot of time in the office it really depends okay but you like I mean, going to set it. i like going to set i mean it, what's nice it's fun to go to set it's been you know as you guys know there's not a lot of stuff that shoots in la these days yeah. which is which was nice being in television we've shot horror story in yeah. LA most of the time yeah. we, i just did a that's why we uh, all want to a pilot with with your brother pat i know we shot we shot right. that here which was which is really cool and if that show goes it'll be here yeah um and so those are easier i don't I, I, I mean i'll go out of town for a pilot or, or, or for like... I mean, but a, some of those big movie. movies that you do, I mean, they, they shoot them, you know, other places in the world. Yeah. They so shoot them for I, three, four months. So I don't and, do those too much anymore since really? I have kids. It's, you know, I don't... Do you, honest, you specifically turn stuff mm-hmm. like that down? Yeah. And TV is probably, well, it's more accessible. It's great. I mean, and if, yeah. you know, if it's like, like when we did the the Indiegogo thing, I was in yeah. Vancouver doing a pilot. I was there for about three and a half, four weeks. And okay. It's pretty contained and... Is there a Close. difference between doing TV visual effects these days and and film visual effects? You know, it's less and less. Difference? I mean, TV yeah. has gone so so far just in the last five years uh, in the amount of stuff we're able to do. It's, yeah. it's really exciting, and and I like the turnaround. You know, I think yeah, I think Sorkin said one time he's like, oh, if I if I'm working on a movie and I write a joke, you know, for a film, maybe in a year and a half somebody will laugh. Sure, you know? yeah. And it's just like it's it's really nice, to, and it's great. You're with the crew for eight months, ten months, and sure. you know, you're getting into a rhythm, and and I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I. You know, but isn't it isn't the time? I mean, you're such a time sensitive business. It, yeah, isn't the time is, but, you know, more the, difficult for you? It is, but sometimes it's good to have that constraint. I mean, you're yeah. at some of these movies. It and sounds like it. it you're just like, like fuck. We've been doing this. You know, I when I worked on X Men Two, there was a scene where well, it was Iceman and uh, the the Pyro Kid yeah. had a handshake. Yeah, right. right. Walk in and they're kind of puffing out their chest and they shake hands and it's this close up shot in the two hands and he tries to ice the other guy. Right, 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 right. We right. Work, we worked on that thing for about eleven months. Oh wow, that I shot mean, like three hundred versions. That shot? Yes, that shot. Who the fuck was paying for that? <laughs> Fox, Fox, <laughs> and Brian. Eleven um, months. Eleven months. It was, it was the first shot. It was just ridiculous. And sometimes Why? you can just you can just overthink things. Okay, you know. And yeah, you'd like to have a little more time, but sometimes you know you have an air date and it's, you do a shot and you're like. 
hey, this is great. This works. It's gonna, let's put it on television. Yeah, and TV it, forces you to do that. And TV forces it seems like you have not been listening. These people need to be governed. I guess, I guess <laughs> there's it's 700, true. Oh there's 700 pervs in a room who are just... 11 months on a shot, though. That's a fucking... That's a, it, was, that, that's it was an extreme example, but, but it's know, an, it happens. But it existed. Yeah. It happened, right? But, t- but TV forces you to, to, to move you know, more quickly. It's, it's, and, I mean, one of the things about TV that it, it gets... It's kind of a, is a negative in a lot of ways. It's not director driven. Yeah, right. It's writer driven. Yeah, it's creator. You know, creator, and yeah. so you know, you get these creators that you know they come in and they want their shot to tell the story. If it tells a story, and it, you know, it's they they trust you that it looks good. You know, that's yeah. my job. Like, make sure it looks good. It tells a story. It's about what we talked about. Great. Sometimes you know you get directors in who are you know you've you've done twelve weeks of prep, you've done eight months of production, and you're in a year in post, and you're looking at these things, and you know how we all get. Yeah, you start. You start questioning yourself. Sure. You know, what sure, if it's sure. this? What if it's it? What if it's, you know? And, yeah. You don't know and, if it's good. Yeah. And you're just that's why you in the weeds. Put the while. hammer down. Someone, puts, someone has to put the hammer down in that situation. Someone has to put the hammer. There aren't a lot of hammers yeah. around lately. I guess so. I guess so. No, but it's true. We, I mean, we go through that too. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's times where you're just like, I have no idea if it's good or bad. Right. Like, I have no idea if the individual component is good or bad. I have no idea if the whole thing is good or bad. Right. Somebody needs to come in here and tell me if it's good or bad. Right. Well, we throw it in front of a test audience, and if they laugh, then you know it's good. Well, that's and if the they way. don't laugh, then you know it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that. Comedy option. is hard. Comedy, yeah. I, I, I got offered <laughs> to do a comedy show recently, and I, I, and I talked about you guys. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, and, and I think... You know, it's so you're, you're so biased by your personal relationship for people. Like I, yeah. you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of times I've stood on sets with you guys and just yeah. I thought I was going to ruin the take. I was laughing so hard, right? You know, and it's like, and then sometimes you watch it cut together and you're like, oh, it, it, it didn't, no one laughed. Yeah, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. I, I don't, and I don't know why. I mean, yeah. or you guys something are professional sure. comedy people. I'm not. I, I don't know why. No, you know? It, it, that's the crazy thing. You never know. We've been doing stand up a lot lately, and it's. It's always mind blowing where you write a joke and you think it's a great fucking joke and then you say it in front of people and no one laughs and then they laugh at some other thing that you say that you're like that's not even a joke and then you realize that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, well, and then we've had that in the films too where we yeah. put it up in front of a test audience and something that was not written as a joke is getting the biggest laugh of the scene. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, and you're okay, like, well, what the fuck. And then later on, you're, you take credit for it. You're yeah. like, yeah, we drilled oh, we on that. that. I know you're yeah. like, we don't do change a. Th- Thing. We might not a, not a frame. Not, not you just don't know why it works. You'll take it. Don't touch it. It's, yeah, leave yeah, it. It's don't fine. fix it. Not broke. Um, your I feel like your business, your job is like a huge growth thing in this industry, though. Too, it's like it is so much more prominent than it was. We uh, yeah, usually and, we walk in with almost the biggest budget on the show. But wh- like we can. T- why do you unusual. think that phenomenon? Like I think to me, I have different theories about like why movies are what they are now. Like you know, superhero movies are so prominent right now, and people love them so much. And my part of my theory is that is because we have the ability and the technology to do these things that are mind blowing now that make look fantastic. When Christopher Reeve flew in 1979 Superman or whatever it is you're like okay but now when they fly you're like holy shit you know what I mean I feel like it creates the magic of movies more and you guys are creating that and is it because yeah, the technology you think or is it like well I think yeah I mean what the technology has done especially lately is allowed us to do a whole lot more volume right so we yeah. used to do a movie like X-Men, the first X-Men, you know, you'd say, yeah. okay, there's like 400 visual effects shots, but a couple of them are really, really big money shots, right? Yeah. Like, and you know what they are all the way through. Now they're all like that. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching the Lord of the Rings and, yeah, and you're exactly. sitting there like, well, because there's that big shot with this eagle and it comes in and it drops the guy and there's a boulder and there's 5,000 people. And then you're just like, F- I just saw 20 shots that were that. I right. Mean, that was yeah. incredible. So I think the volume helps. I think the superhero movie too, I think they're, they're just written so much differently. Yeah. You know, I mean. You're, but do you think the volume helps because you're not taking out, taken out of your situation by seeing the visual effects? You, there's so many of them that you're just... I, I, the whole thing's a spectacle. Is that... Um, I mean, I think it's be, also quality, yeah, it too. It's, not, I mean, it's just not volume. It's like the, the quality well, the more of volume it. you can do, the more time you get to spend on everything. And, yeah. so, and so the higher the quality's going to be. Well, but like, you know, I mean, how do you... What's your, what's your feeling on 
you know, like look at look at Star Wars. Let's Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. Okay, so or Empire Strikes Back. You know the uh, the scene mm-hmm. with uh, with Jabba the Hutt, and you know you've got the 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 Frank Oz, the Muppet uh, guards, and everything. They're all in the room. Now all those things are CGI'd, and sometimes you know I feel that it takes away from mm-hmm. actually physically putting a a being or a body into the room with the actor. My personal feeling on those kind of things, like it, it's you know, it's the Jar Jar role. It, if it can be a guy in a suit, it should be a guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it can't be, if it's if you know, it's a whatever. You know, it's not human shaped, then then fine. But yeah, we we a lot of us have that thing, and I and I think that there's also this sense of the studio feeling like they're a little more in control if it all happens in post. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not point. really at that level of, of those discussions, but, no, but I mean, it they, sort of feels that way. The, the, the ability to be able to do it has kind of blurred that line, though, because you can create people that are part human actor and part non-human actor, and it looks you well, know, like Gollum. I mean, Ex or Machina like, was a great yeah, example. You right. Know? I mean, that's incredible. That was enhanced. Did you guys yeah. work on that? No, but it was, you know, it was incredible. It was I mean, that thing came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that there's a there's an element to of like so many more films now are shot digitally as opposed to on film? Does that make your world easier? Um, you know, a little bit. You manipulate it, things I, more, more easily. A little yeah. bit. You could do yeah. a few things like bl- blow-ins. You know, where you enlarge the picture. Like if we're in a kind so of you looser, push, you push shot, in on something. Yeah, we push in on something. Yeah. That's a lot easier on digital on film. But like we still shoot American Horror Story on film. Oh, really? And it's great. I, I did a show Manhattan. Yeah. The last two years we shot the last act of the last episode on 16. Oh, wow. It was beautiful. Just for uh, I mean, you aesthetic forget. reasons? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it was it kind of wanted a documentary feel. As we, It was about the Manhattan Project. Right, right, right. As soon as we got to the Trinity test, they wanted to kind of give it this feel. Why did they shoot American Horror Story on film? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know, it's got to be a decision, I mean, right? It's got to be. A yeah, I mean, Ryan decision. Murphy at that point was shooting everything on film. I mean, Glee was shot on film, uh, which was the same group yeah. uh, up until the last two seasons. Okay, um, and it's just you know, Michael Goy, who's a DP, just feels that you know that's the the language he wants to use. And, Does that uh, explain to me like how does that make things more difficult for you when you? No, we, I don't think we. What is it, mean, what's the process if you have film? You convert it into digital. Yeah. So they just take all the data. They, they they scan them in real time in, and we get. We just get dailies like we normally would. There's really no difference in our end. They're a little grainier. Yeah. Um, and, and you just have to be aware of it. But I, I, we haven't found that it's it's been any kind of detriment. So there's no difference, do. really? I mean, there's a difference, I don't, yeah. but it's, I don't think it's any harder. Okay. You know? Are you guys developing technology, or do you use technology that exists, and then new stuff just keeps yeah. getting yeah, sent Yeah, no. It, that's one of the things that's, that's made visual effects, I think, take the leap that it has, especially in television. There's a yeah. ton of off-the-shelf stuff. I mean, when I started, when we were doing X-Men... We, you had to write everything. You had to build everything. You right. spent eight months building it. Sure. How are we going to make CG fire? And now you, you just buy it right. and plug it in and you, you're off. But like, do, you, uh, do you spend time? Do you spend time also? We, we spend time um, getting to, like, we build pipelines. You know, so we'll spend time writing tools and how we can buy different pieces and make them fit together in the most efficient way. That's it. Because I was, I, I was a, sorry, what's a pipeline? Uh, well, okay, so a pipeline is kind of the internal architecture that um, all the all the technology sits on. So, like, hey, we want to, you know, like we do a lot of CG water, and we have a few packages that'll yeah. do CG pieces of software that'll do CG water. So, we write some tools that get them to talk to each other. We write some tools that make us import shots and export shots out easier to track costs, to track production, to track schedules. All, all those things are stuff that we tend to write in house, right? Um, with you know. Pieces of that that come in and plug and play, and then you pull from the system. outside. Yeah. Like we, I was saying, we, we uh, I just worked on this movie, and uh, I was just talking to the visual effects guy, and um, 
they needed to create or, uh, an animal, some sort of an animal or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he's popped up some website. I guess there are these, these like it's like it's like stock footage. Like you can go to places, yeah. greenscreenanimals.com. Yeah, green screen animals. Yeah. yeah, you can go and there's animals, and you just pull them in, and you can use their. You pay for it. You use yeah. the elements to build yeah, it's that stuck, stuff. It's like we use um, drivingplates.com a lot. I mean, it's right. this great guy, and he, in you know, if you shoot, you shoot the car on green screen. Like we just did a big thing with your with your brother, big yeah. big bus. He built a huge green screen. It was wonderful. Yeah, and um, and it, he was very good at his job. Uh, yeah, he's um, good. That's all right. He's and, the best. We've and, had him. Uh, and he, and I call him Kevin every other time. And yeah, that's up, okay. What's up with me? That's fine. With um, it's fine. It's fine. He doesn't even know his name. He's so stoned. He's older looking than I. Am now too. By the way, just he, he, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give yeah. that to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a few CGI tricks up your sleeve. I do have a few some human visual CGI effects yeah. going on over here. But, uh, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, green screen animals. I mean, I, I was like amazed. I was like, there's a whole. You just go to a website and you can start pulling things into, and then you use the elements, and it's, that makes your job faster and easier, right? Yeah, and and, and cheaper for the production if sure. you can find something in a library that works. Sure. But do the same thing with explosions and gunfire, and we have a huge library. So there are ever times amazing. where you're like, uh, you know, you're, you're working on a movie, and you're like, you know, what's a great explosion is the one from uh, from <laughs> from this one, and like you, you just pull it, and literally the audience is is watching something that's actually been seen. You, you know? pay for it. Yeah, I remember yeah. years ago there was we we had done somebody had gone and done the, we used to do a lot of cloud tank footage, like you shoot smoke balls yeah. in a, in a yeah. tank, um, and some pyro. And uh, and I, I remember seeing these elements. I'd I'd see them in almost every movie for about two years. Like, really? I, I would yeah. recognize the fireball. No, we do that too because because we you know they do it in movies not in visual effects but just like stock footage, stock footage for example. Yeah. So like when we were shooting Super Troopers, uh, you know we finished shooting the movie and we realized we were missing an establishing shot of a house. We're like, oh shit, we didn't shoot the fucking establishing shot of the house, and we need that because it changes day to night, whatever it is. So you go to this company and they have stock footage and it's just footage of an outdoors house and then you buy it from the premier movie and we did it we bought one we put it in the front of Jay's house and it turns out it was Susan Sarandon's house from Bull Durham hilarious <laughs> and so if you watch that house it's it's one of the shots from Bull Durham and we did the same thing in Club Dread Club Dread we yeah. needed a shot of the island from the, from a plane oh, yeah. which of course we didn't do you know we couldn't shoot in a plane right and so we went and bought one I can't remember what that it was from a movie like another horror movie it was like an island that we and, you know yeah. but so now visual effects do the same thing and Beer Fest too our, uh, I think our, our Munich shots, our Munich overhead shots. Right. Were we, we were all, we, 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 uh, we paid fest. for those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have that I was going to go to Munich, but it somehow got cut out of the budget. We were all going to go to Munich, and then what we got, yeah. what happened was we got banned, and uh, our movie didn't do very well. We were well dying to go to Munich. And we were uh-huh. going to go. No, that, all those Germans said they were going to take us there, and we were going to be heroes. And yeah. Poor, that never happened. It didn't work out that way. It never happened. Albuquerque wasn't the same. No, it wasn't. After us. What? Uh, how did you get into this? Like, what? How do you? How do you end up being a visual effects guy? Are you? Is it a computer background? Is it a graphics background? What's the? Um, well, I started, uh, at, you know, working in a model shop at uh, a place called DreamQuest. What do you mean a model shop? What we built miniatures. Like we literally okay. built. You know, we were working on like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we were on Batman Returns. You know, the second Tim okay. Burton movie, and and we. we the, and how did the, you the end up in there? Man. How did you end up working there? Like, were you like, oh well, you didn't know what the fuck you wanted to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. just... no, I was sitting at home. My mother was like, you need a job, right? And 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 mm. I heard about this place. Get in your car and go over there. Mm. Is that true? Yes. Like, is that like, really true? Like yeah. everybody, yeah. yeah what, like did everybody. you live here? Where, are you from here? Yeah, we were up in, uh, in we were in Thousand Oaks. Okay, actually, yeah, and they were in Simi Valley. Okay, and, and so it, I went and, over there. Any, so go over there. Any artistic yeah. experience at this point, or any like inclination no. towards stuff like that? My grandmother is a sculptor. Okay, you know that's it. So I'm not that she's a very good sculptor, but I, <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. nothing. That's gonna do um, what I do, but you know, you know. And then yeah. uh, we were work. I mean, we so we did a bunch of movies. We were, we were working on The Crow. Okay. Um, oh yeah. And we Crow. did a bunch of miniatures for that, and then we, had, we had, there was an, the, you know, the accident happened. The accident happened. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, Brandon Lee. Right. So the the issue was that we didn't have. 
very much footage of Brandon without makeup because you know uh, Brandon got shot the set in the making of the movie. He's killed in the you know in the movie he's killed. Yeah. He crawls out of his grave. He he goes back to his apartment. He puts on the the white makeup. The white makeup. Yeah. Right. And we just hadn't shot the beginning of the movie yet, so we had right. almost no shots of him without makeup. So we did some rewrites. Brought in a stunt double. Found a few shots we had of him and, and re- did a face replacement on yeah. the stunt double to try and just get him the, just the shoe leather get him back. Sure, thing. Yeah. Face um, replacement. I mean, that's so, a whole new animal. And with and so a little button on this. So one day uh, on the beer fest reshoots, yeah. out in Pasadena or wherever we were, right, right, we were in Pasadena. We were on those one of those like four hour turnarounds because yeah, you know, Larry Shirt. Sure, Yes, time. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. We're gonna have to have him on here to rebut that. So I'm talking to um, Chad Stelsky, who is uh, who uh, who, was our stunt guy and who is the director of of John Wick. Wick. Yeah, Yeah. and he's you know who's Keanu's double and and uh, and we worked together on a couple things. I mean, we were he was on Dukes of Hazzard. I want him to be here. I want him to come visit with us. He's awesome. I mean, and David is partner. David. Yeah. Um, So uh, and so. You know, I'm sitting there with Chad, and and you, as you, it tends to happen, you know, it was your first job in this industry, kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm talking. I'm, I'm just told him the story that I told Holy you. Shit. I'm talking about the crow, and he goes, "That was that because was I was the stunt double." I, I was just going to oh, say he looks, say, exactly he looks just like, like him. him. He looks I, just I, like him. That was my first job. I was Brandon's friend. And, and oh uh, my god, I was I, the, I was it, it, just, it just stuck in my mind. I was like, "Oh, Chad looks just like that guy." Oh yeah. wait a minute, Chad was that guy, really? Yeah, that's long, great. Long hair. Yeah. And so yeah. your job was to take. The, frame by frame, Brandon Lee's face and put it on and Chad. put it on Chad's yeah. face, and did, and you told him that I was the guy who did it. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Holy shit, yeah, that's great, that was fun, that that's was great." Fun. And so that was one of the first things you did, the crow, or that was one of the first, that was the first digital thing. We and did how did too. you know? Did you know how did you know how to do it? They taught you. You learned. Yeah, no one knew. No one. Knew I mean, that. you could walk in and sit down, and if you could had any kind of computer literacy, you know, you get a job because no right. one. There were no schools. There were no nothing. We were all inventing the technology as it came. Right. God. Okay. Right. So, th- so that's one of the situations. Obviously, now they could do it in you know a fraction of the time that it took yeah. for you guys. Oh, yeah. That's right. amazing. It's like when they put Paul Walker's uh, face. In, yeah. In too Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah. No. Did but you, did you, did you work on that? Did no, you? Do I, that? I didn't. Yeah. But luckily, it was on his brother, so probably probably a little. Yeah, less. but it was. I mean, you know, I mean, you could tell it's like you know, uh, uh, you know, you could tell it was it was that way. But like, for example, I watched it with my kids. They they couldn't tell. What the fuck do they know? Yeah. I'm a cynical. Filmmaking bastard. Well, plus they also use shots where it's like it's almost like a movie poster too. Where you're like, I don't even think, like he wasn't even. I mean, obviously he's not there that day. But like it's shots of him like looking off into the distance, like very involved sure. scene. He's in the background looking off right, into the distance. Right, 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 right. Um, do people even use miniatures anymore? Yeah, occasionally. I, I'm not. I mean, like I'm. Uh, Inception had a huge miniature unit. You know, mm-hmm. somebody like that. Not, not in not in my world in the sort of the mid to lower end feature in, in, in higher end TV land we do, I haven't used a miniature in, okay. I can't back remember what so we did we did on the first uh, episode of Horror Story on the pilot we did a miniature which was a shot that was going to kind of mimicked um, the shining the blood coming out we, okay. the huge blood coming down the stairs of the high school and right. I don't even think made it in but that was a miniature that was the last so you've worked you've worked on Horror Story since the very beginning mm-hmm. okay Wait, so t- go back. So after the crow, after those, you just worked in that company for a while. Worked in that company for a while. We, yeah. you know, we st- kind of built our digital department, kind of for that movie, and we did a few other movies. And I went, oh, I went over to Warner Brothers for the yeah. first time, and that's where we met up because that. you were kind of employed at what by Warner I, Brothers, or how did it work? I met you the third time I was at Warner Brothers. Third, oh, the third and last time. Okay, so connect <laughs> okay. the dots as you will. Yeah, um, and the pigeon uh, got fired by like three times. So, <laughs> so no. I, so. Uh, it, 
<laughs> Jay, you are not totally innocent in this. Oh, man. Um, I'm dying to hear this. So I went over to Warner Brothers the first time. We did Batman. Uh, yeah. not another Batman. We did Batman, the third Batman, I think, while I was there. And okay. then, uh, and was you were it was like in-house at Warner back. Brothers? Is that how it is? Or yeah. is it a company that was... No, we were at that point part of, technically part of Warner Brothers Animation. And we would okay. do visual effects. We were there for a couple of years. And I left and I came back. Okay. And, and then... then the second or third time? I don't remember. I came back at one point and then Dukes of Hazzard well, came in. 2006 is when we made Beer Fest. So Dukes of Hazzard was probably like what, 2004? Four. I think it came yeah. out in five, yeah. It was okay. Four. And yeah. when we were, when we were uh, there at Warner Brothers was when Batman Begins came out. Yeah? Yeah. Mm, it was the, earlier, than, that, earlier the, than us. The Nolan movie started. Yeah, so was it the there. second one that came out? Because one remember. of them came out and ma- made a huge amount of money. It did, but that was surprising. Because when we were there, that Superman, I think, the, was it the Brian Singer? Did Brian Singer do that Superman movie? Who oh, did that? Brian, the Brandon Roush one? Yeah, yeah, the right, Brandon yeah. Roush Brian did that. that. That was the summer of, well, Beer Fest. Okay. That was the Beer Fest summer, I know that. And Dukes was the year before that, so Dukes was. Okay. I think it came out in five. Yeah, Dukes came out in five. Yeah, yeah. And so you were. And you I were, think the only reason I got that movie was because no one thought there'd be any visual effects. Like right. I was at Warner Brothers, they called me like, "Can you just meet with this guy, Jay?" And they didn't know how to say his Shaka last name. And, yeah. right. and I walked in, and I, I kind of read the script, and we talked about it, and then Jay went, "Well, uh, you seem nice, and I don't, I don't know if there's going to be anything for you to do, but you know, see in Louisiana." <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay. And then how much was there to do? There was a lot there to was do. A, there was a good amount. It wasn't huge. I mean, a lot of the car stuff. I mean, there's I mean, plenty of green know, screen car stuff. We had a huge stuff. second unit. Yeah. We only did green screen car driving for the reshoot. Okay. We, we, do, we did everything Let's not forget the breath. They were there like, was the breath. There was the breath. There was the breath. There was some arrows, blow up, and net. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of car fixing, because, you know, we would launch the car on yeah. the freeway, right. and it would smash to shit and have to <laughs> live in that take. So yeah. there was a lot of CG car parts. Right. Or we'd have a camera hanging off the back of it, you know, that we'd sure. have to, to do. Sure, they do erase. Like, we launched every, I mean, you know, we launched every one of those cars. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, no, it's unbelievable. Way, oh, we did, except for the last one. Except that? for Sean, uh, when Sean the does big that jump. final jump, right. we, we did it. It was a little underwhelming, so we went back. On right. stage and put him put, put him, him in. in. I, yeah. I, that was it, right? We just put him in. Yeah, we put him yeah, in because it was right. a it was a stunt guy who did you know. Right. Or no, I, I don't think they had a stunt. They might have a dummy in there because they launched that thing off like a catapult. We did it twice. I think the first time there was a, a guy, yeah. and it was I think it was a little underwhelming. And I think the second time they launched. Are yeah. you talking about the bridge or the the, no, the, the, the courtroom? The roadblock when he jumps yeah, into the, the courtroom. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, what is there is there a story that you can tell about Dukes, or you're you're trying to, well, not to tell that story? I remember them that day. <laughs> yeah, we, we were back. We were back here, and we had the car up on this gimbal. It was like twenty yep. feet in the air, yep. and, and a gimbal is like a big, like kind of like a craney thing that they put the car on top yeah, so of, we can and they move, make it move around it, in front right. of the green screen. So right. I climbed up there. I don't remember why. But I'm sitting in the car, and Sean's in the car in the driver's seat. I'm in the passenger seat. Yeah. I think I was showing him the daily or something. Okay. And he goes, "Can I ask you something?" So he goes, do, "Do I have to say yeehaw?" <laughs> do, I, do I really have because it's been so and it was just like I, you gotta talk to Jay yeah like, that's not I, your, like, that's not me, your like, area it's my thing whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know I totally get it we, we chatted but he's like I, I'm like I get it I know I know I know I know yeah the car's fucking mic'd, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so, right. So right. I climb down, I look over, and Jay is just staring at me. Right. Oh, this, shit. With that look. Yeah. And I was just like, I, it was the last day of shooting. I'm like, sure. you can fire me, not fire me. Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> and he just right. kind of laughed. And right. I don't know if it, you know, the, all the stories I have from Dukes are all these things. 
Then there are a lot of audio stories from Dukes. There are well. a lot there of, there I, a lot of audio I remember stories. that. A lot yeah, of people yeah, being heard mic'd. that story yeah. when David was here. We told, right? Yeah, we told that story when David yeah. was here. I remember that, but there mic'd. was, I mean, there was some of those second unit days, we were way the fuck out there. I mean, like in the backwoods, behind the backwoods. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember we were driving there one time and. Like the safe flying around, those yeah, things you're shooting? Oh, just like, like when we shot, yeah, yeah, that was nothing. I mean, that was at least kind of towards the, when we shot the the washed out bridge jump from the from the teaser. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was like an hour and a half north of Baton Rouge. I mean, it was nothing. And I remember driving out there seeing farms, right? And there's yeah. cows out there. And someone had spray painted C-O-W on the side of the cows. And I was right. like, there's got to be a joke in there somewhere. Right? So I, <laughs> right. I get to set and I find the locations guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's the first day of hunting season. And so they just want to make sure guys aren't going to go out there and, and get drunk. The and oh, wow. Shoot the cow. And I thought, I'm going to go <laughs> sit in this bright orange car that we brought with us yeah. until the end of the day. Sure. And uh, Sorry, no, it had the Confederate flag on the thing. So oh, yeah. Okay. No, I remember okay. we were there one time, and it was I think it was a prep day. There wasn't too many people around, but it was the special effects trailer w- w- was there, and we were there, and these three guys like appear out of the woods, like head-to-toe camouflage, rifles slung over them. I mean, between the three of them, they might have had one complete set of teeth. Right. Yeah. And um, they're what are you guys doing? And, you know, and, like – not very threatening. I mean, it's as non-threatening as you know a guy in full camouflage, no sure. teeth, and you know, deliverance sure. it could be. Right. And and he's he shows me this patch on his sleeve, and he's like, "Oh, I'm part of the Cool Cat Club," like with all K's. Okay. Right? okay, okay. And you know, we're in the trailer. It's like two Jews and a black man sitting in the trailer. Right. And yeah. we're like, okay. <laughs> and you know, it's like, in, in, and so it was just like we're like, how the fuck did we get here? Sure. <laughs> There's a car next to me with the sure. goddamn Confederate flag on top, and you know, know. And, it's just, and you're creating green screen jumps. And like, yeah, and we're sitting here in deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, beer fest had less of that. What were some of the beer fest? Let's talk. About, like, there was beer. What were some of the things that you did on beer fest? Do you remember? There was, well, there was a point where we ended up doing CG beer. CG beer. And it was because Jay, right? Uh, it was like we tried like diet coke for a while. Diet coke and syrup. We did. Right? It was we did diet and coke then, and O'Doul's for right, a while. Yeah. And so That's Jay was, was yeah. trying to do the the uh, the boot. Yeah, and with a special effects rig. Right, which, which we would fill it up, and I think they were trying, and it just it clogged. And all of got, all of the chugs were supposed to be originally have a little tube in there that was gonna not mine, but yeah, suck the, the beer right out. Yeah, not just for the record. Yeah, who is the best chugger? Me. Who do you remember? Me. That's not what I remember. Me. Oh, Will Forte. Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. yeah, but we talked about we talked about this. Will Forte. Yes, he would go purge afterwards. We because well, he didn't know. Still. Like we were all pacing ourselves because we knew we'd do twenty <laughs> chugs on a morning. Like you know what I mean? And then he showed up on his first day, and it was like. Action and he chugged the beer and was like, "Whoa, awesome, man!" And then the second one, "Whoa!" And then the third one, he had to go. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't time it. But properly. listen, let's be honest. Will Forte's chugs were gigantic, like amounts of yes. Oh yeah, he brought that liquid. thing down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes, I yes. think on the, on the DVD there are or and the music on YouTube was 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 we were at a party. We put it on the right? DVD. Yeah, yeah, we had a right? contest. The, last, oh, the chug contest, the, which was the day the Germans rapped. Yeah. yeah, I'm in that DVD. Okay. And my okay. wife for a long time was a public school teacher, and her oh. students found that at some. Point. Oh, they did. Some of some of my language wasn't holy shit wasn't appropriate. But Jason, um, how dare you? So we so so one day Jay, it just that rig malfunctioned and Jay yeah. got drenched. The right, whole boot of beer. The and rig was like a was a more practical thing where there was a tube going up to the bottom of the thing, and then your your job was to erase the tube. Right, right. Okay. Well, this thing happened, and the guy ran up, and Jay just and I've never. I, this is the only time I think in in the time I've known Jay, I've seen yeah. him legitimately upset. Right, mm-hmm. okay. And he just looked at me and said, "CG beer, <laughs> CG beer," and walked away. Well, because bad. why? Because the, because the rig didn't work, and it was just done. We weren't going to get the day. I mean, you know, we were yeah. already like trying to right. get extra days, and right. But be- but that was a that was a pretty was monumental sh- thing. That was a pain in yeah, the ass. It was, was a small, it was a small show. It was a small I show mean, in terms of budget. I, time oh, and yeah. then they what they did was they changed the release date. They moved it earlier, 
And uh, I remember because you yeah. was it, I freaking it, out about? Yeah, that? it put you in trouble because uh, you were you. That was the CG beer was the was the oh, last yeah, that element was the, that was, was happening, and it, and but, and they really you know, moved it up. On I you. mean, we had so little money on Beer Fest that yeah. Um, when I when I would go shoot, you know, and I day played right, so it was like you know, rather than being on the whole time, it right. was like I mean, okay, if a, I, wait, if I work money, that day, you, they pay. If, if the I don't pigeon work, shows up, you know, it doesn't show right, up, right? Which right. works, but if you're on location, <laughs> you know, you right. still they still pay for days off that you have yeah. you're on location. So they realized at some point it was cheaper that if I wasn't actually shooting, we were just in Albuquerque to fly me back to L.A. Okay, for the day. Yeah. Okay. Right? It was cheaper right. than to keep me there. Sure. So so and this was he's fine. so it expensive. Was, he's yeah, so expensive. Dude, the pigeon costs money. Yeah. I know. And All uh, the bird feed. But you know, this is you guys is Jay. So I was like, whatever. Sure. It's okay. I, you know, yeah. it's like you're not gonna get traveled to yeah. Albuquerque. It's fine. You know. But so the we're first, having drinking competitions and bars. Yeah, and you're, so, you're having fun. So the first day was like first my first day, which was I think toward the end of the first week is like day three or day four. Yeah. And it was it was the beer goggles scene. Okay. Right. So we we, yeah. were, we were in that tavern with with so the, it was the, Monique and Candice Smith and yeah. Okay. And so they were like, okay. And so the the UPM who I don't remember. So Michael Bugle. Michael Bugle. Michael yep. Bugle was yep. the producer. Yeah. Yep. So Bugle Boy was his nickname. So he calls me and he goes, okay. Or he sends me an itinerary, right? So you're going to take the 12 o'clock flight from L.A. to Albuquerque. Someone's going to pick you up, drive you to set. Your call time is going to be something like 5. You know, right. I'm going to shoot this scene. You'll be wrapped by 8.30. And then you're going and home. And then, no, they said, and then you're going to go to a hotel and you're on the 8 o'clock flight home. Okay. I said, okay. So I get there. I get picked up. I go to set. And I'm the first day I'm walking around. Yeah. First person I see is you, yeah. Steve, in yeah. full fro. Yeah. Yeah. And the Jew fro. The Jew second. I yeah. think I must have done a double take or I must have had some look on my face because you just stopped. Yeah. You looked at me and you went, fuck you. And you kept walking. <laughs> Sounds like me. Sounds and, like me. These days, by the way, that would be all visual effects. Right? The fro. Yeah. I, I wouldn't the fro. shave my head again. Yeah. So, so then we shoot whatever we had. You know, the, I don't remember what we were even doing. But so we shoot that thing. And it's a shock to no one. You know who has ever been in this industry? I did not wrap at eight thirty. I wrapped at two thirty. Sure, of right? course. So, of course, company wraps, and I'm I find the transpo guys. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll get you a ride to the hotel. And I'm like, well, this is not like we're in Manhattan. Like, it's two thirty in the morning. Is the hotel going to be open? Like, no one knows. And later, I find out, no, it in fact is not open all night. Right. But I'm standing <laughs> right. there, like, fuck, what am I going to do? And then my flight leaves in like four hours. This is stupid. And then Jay comes out of his trailer right. and he says, "What are you doing?" And I tell him, and he's like, eh, "Get in the car." And yeah. so, you know, I went back to that house. You guys, right? Know, we we got our house. Yeah, played beer pong, got stoned. And right. Tara drove me to the airport. At 6 <laughs> Did you really go to the airport though? Yeah, I went to the airport. I went. Oh, home. Jesus! Yeah. You just stayed. Uh, yeah. You might as well have. Well, by the way, by the way, I was just moving forward. When you do Shandor Sekar, I would like to hear an impression of him. Please. <laughs> like, you're just doing him in your voice, and that's not the way it goes around here. I, I, I can't. That is my impression. It's just. I, I can you try? Can could, I do a J impression? Do a Shandor Sekar impression. Put him on the spot. You put him on the spot. Because he doesn't say anything. I mean, he's just so dry and so terse. <laughs> Even keeled and dry. Dry and terse. You just call him dry and terse. Yeah, I like that. Uh, dry and terse. Uh, 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 pigeon. Uh, hey, pigeon. It's, it's Jay. What's up? Hey, so I'm, I'm doing um, I'm doing this thing and and um for Amazon and. I, I can't do a Jay impression. That's ridiculous. It's like, I could maybe do a David impression, but even that. You put would him be on the awful. spot, man. Yeah, okay. I, Did you, I, I don't do impressions. The thing I the thing I love about that beer fest thing though is that uh, what happened was when you um, you had to CG the beer in the beer in the final boot, the final big boot scene, the the five on five boot scene, and um, but we stole we stole shots of me from another chugging thing. And so I'm the only guy who's not doing CG beer in that scene. Oh yeah, that could the, be. I have the real beer, that. and I'm actually drinking it, mm. and the other people are doing CG beer. Oh man, Kev, so, that's yeah. so cool. It's good. It's from the save a little face from the boot. From the boot. Save a little face. How much did you chug? Well, because in, in the in the previous uh, uh, chug, it's the not it's not the boot, but I'm the anchor man, and the boot is the anchor, right? right. Oh right. right. And so yeah, we yeah, shot yeah. a bunch of those shots right. yeah, where I'm drinking. Right. 
And then, uh, so then when we did the five on five boot, we had my footage of me actually drinking from the boot, and we used that footage instead. Mm. Mm. Yeah, instead of the CG stuff. Rings a bell. Mm. Yeah. Then so, we did stuff. I, I think when you and I crossed swords and we did a little double chug and the schnitz and giggle, that was all real. That was real. Yeah. That was real. Yeah, I think all that stuff was real. But yeah. there was, it was a, just a beer fest almost. Is that, maybe even just the finale. The two, was, like, was that really the tuba racing and the. Tuba racing and, and I don't know. Did we do crowds? Like, I, I don't know. Dude, we did like, crowds, so. There was that one weird thing we do with the submarine. What was the there, was like, there was like a summer the, the Germans were in a yeah, U-boat. The, yes, in, yes. In, oh, and we did like some sort Lake of effect. Michigan, like, oh, on the lake. Or, yeah, yeah, we, we, huge we go, yeah, yeah, it goes, right, it goes from the periscope. Familiar. Oh, from the out the window into the periscope, into the, and then yeah, we're into the submarine. Similar, yeah. Got it. Okay. Seems like there was more. I'm sure there was something. I think yeah. we did some st- I remember being a lot in the Beer Fest arena, which we must have been did doing Did you get in on any Eye of the Jew situation? I mean, we had a contact lens for that. No, I think that was all. that all worked. That was all practical. Yeah. How about how about 3D? Like, is there a different approach when you're doing 3D, or is it just you're just doing? Have you done a 3D plates? I have. I did. Well, Alice in Wonderland was was in 3D and stereo, okay. um, but shot in 3D or created 3D afterwards. Alice in Wonderland was created in 3D. Afterwards. Okay. So, and you have anything to do with that? I, a little bit. Okay. Because um, I worked on Alice, and, and it was something else I did. But then when we did the first Andrew Garfield Spider Man, okay, right, it was the first show that Sony shot native 3D. Okay. So they called me. Yeah. And they said, "Can you come design our 3D pipeline?" Okay. And I said, I have no idea how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, we have a You're bunch smart of smart guys. I said, look, we have a bunch of tech guys. There's a programmers. We know the general science behind it. We just need, like, the pipeline. We just need the, the front-end user tool yeah. for everyone to get to make sure this all works. Because I had just done um, – I was up for this film. I think I, I was doing – I'm trying to remember. We did, didn't end up doing the movie. It was like a horse racing film, and they wanted to do – uh, so I, I was hired to do the, be the visual effects supervisor and second unit director. Okay. And then they then they wanted to do a bunch of shorts that were like PR stuff, and they wanted to do that in stereo, and they wanted me to shoot that. So I went down to Threality in Burbank, and they ran me through all their tools. So I kind of had a working knowledge of the cameras and kind of the basic idea. Yeah. So I went – so I was like, fine. I went over to Sony. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh-huh. I Googled it. <laughs> on YouTube, on YouTube, there was an in-depth how-to from somebody at Weta. Wow. Like – Okay. This is how That's we did it. Peter Jackson. All yeah, I did company, was, I, right? so I copied it. Yeah. This, boom, boom, it took me about 20 minutes. I sent it to the programmers, and right. that was about it. Boom. And you got the job? Done. I already had the job. I mean, that was like the end of the job. Sure. Sure. But wow. so that's interesting. So, so there's no bullshit with you. Like, you're, when they ask you if you can do this, you, you take it upon yourself to say, no, I've never done that before. And that way your ass is covered. Because in our a, business, little bit, a little bit. we just there's, bullshit. Yeah, We're there's like, a little bullshit. I mean, it's like. You know, when I started, no one had ever done it before. Sure. I mean, every show West. was like, "How do you do a dinosaur?" No, no, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, it's. I, I've, we were shooting some stuff with Pat, you yeah. know, last month, and the director said, "Hey, how about if we do this?" And it was like, "Okay, well, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. Let's try this." Yeah. You know, and you know, some. Of, I mean, that's part of the fun. But Who do wants you have to do a everything that we've done? Programming before? background? I mean, is that your? No, oh, I'm okay. a bit like literate. You okay, know, I okay. kind of understand how it works, but okay. you know, and I understand a little bit of. I mean, I understand how we would want to put things together, and I understand how how. Technically, we want to shoot things, yeah. so I'm pretty good about knowing what we need to shoot to kind of attempt this. What are some of the more ridiculous things that filmmakers have asked you to do for them? I mean, uh, you know, you used to talk about the tattoo thing. We had beer and breath erasing. Is there anything in six out of your we, mind? We had a, a shot or a scene in the second season of American Horror Story yeah. where Dylan McDermott was breastfeeding. Okay. We hired this hooker, <laughs> okay. to, pregnant hooker, to come over, and, yeah. and I it was. And I really wish I'd save this because it was was probably the best studio note. The studio, or it wasn't even a studio. It was like you know S and P, like Sanders practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave us this note about like because he would dribbled. Who dribbled the baby? Or? 
Okay. Dylan. So he's so Dylan actually sucking. He's breastfeeding. I he's thought he was breastfeeding a no, no, baby. No, no, no. Okay. He's sucking. Got right? it. Okay, so, got it. And he'd pull away and there'd be some some milk dribbling off okay. his lips. So it was these very detailed notes about, okay, so on frame 74 to 76, like that's okay. On frame 112 to <laughs> 172, that big go- the big drop, we need right. to get rid of that, but we can right. small drop. You know. And I'm reading this going, these conversations my father never had. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's hysterical. Um, yeah. Any, any like, uh, like, and a pregnant woman's... Uh, breast would have more veins in it, so throw a couple more <laughs> veins in that. No, we usually don't add veins. Sometimes we take veins away. You, do you take veins there was, away? There wasn't, there wasn't any. I mean, you, you know, I mean, the job at the end of the day, is when you, especially when you deal with actors and actresses, is they, they need to look good. Sure, sure. So Unless we, they're intentionally we, we, we looking can't bad. Help. Uh, well, so, so going back to what you're talking about, so before you had your first job, you you were not an artist. You, no, you, no, no. What was not, your not co- at all? I mean, that was it. I was 18. I, I didn't. So I you didn't go to anything. college. You didn't go to college. Uh, no, I'd started to go to college. I went to Moorpark College, which is out there also. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And um, I was working in the broadcast. I was actually working on the broadcast team that they broadcast football games. Okay. Um, and so I was in the truck for a little while doing that. And I decided I didn't want to do that because I had heard, you know, there's, it's basically that job was all travel. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're Monday football crew. I mean, they're on the road probably six days a week. And I thought, oh, I don't want to do that. So I right. got into this business <laughs> yeah. being the fucking idiot that I'm I am. Name. Yeah. Well, so, so, you know, you talked about how you were working on The Crow. Um, what was the first big, what was the first jump for you? What was the first big gig that you got where you were suddenly in charge or actually have it might have been Dukes of Hazard. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I mean, no, I wasn't what, what will tend to happen was like a small thing would come in, you know? And yeah. so it would be like, I remember like return to me came in, you know, Bonnie hunt, I think in mini driving, you know, yeah. two shots. Okay. You know, you, right. you look like not an idiot. You can handle this. You're the guy. We don't have any money. So you're the right. guy, you know? And then it was a Keanu Reeves movie called, um, it was a baseball film. Summer catch. No hardball. Hardball. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Fly to fly to Detroit, sit there all night, do crowds, come back. So you start, you get your feet wet, and you know, and then it would be like I'm on a movie with with my boss, who's the supervisor, and, and he'd overlap, right? So there'd be another movie that started a little bit early, so I'd finish it. Right. Um, so then you start getting your feet wet, talking to directors, talking to you know the right people, learning who everybody is on the crew. Because what one of the tough things about the visual effects department is we're not very big. Right. right. It's like the art department is huge, and you kind of know everybody, right? So if you're an art director and you want to be a production designer. You've seen it all. You've been there. You've stood there. You've had those conversations. For a visual effects person, it's kind of a big jump. Like all of a sudden you're on this film set and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. know who these fucking people are. Right. I don't know what they do. Right. I mean, when I started in visual effects, we did a lot of miniatures. So at least there was like cameras and you get you new camera people and you knew kind of that. But right. all of a sudden you're standing there and you're just like, fuck, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't say anything. I'm not going to go my mouth. Stay like, in your lane, bro. Just, just stay in your lane. Do your shit. Right. I wrote down a couple of different movies that I saw on your, on your IMDb. And tell me what you did on these, okay? Okay. All right. Pat's favorite movie. Baby makers? No. <laughs> Rain of Fire. Oh, did you work on Rain of Fire? Well, Pat's a dragon guy. Pat's a dragon guy. So right, he right. loves the dragons. We went and saw it together yeah. at the Crest Theater. Remember that? We I saw do. it at the Crest Theater in LA. I remember going to see it. We had a great time. We did. We did. We were laughing about how grunty and uh, that uh, McConaughey. McConaughey was. Like, yeah. He was super gruff and grunty. Did you make dragons for that or what? No, no. I think I did something kind of kind of very, what we call supporting. Okay. Um, which was, I. I I'm trying to remember, and I think what we did was there was we we had to put green grass in a lot of scenes, okay, so that the dragons could could destroy it. Okay. Take green grass, out. yeah, it was take out, okay, take out. So they would shoot a lot of stuff in I think sure. Ireland. They were like northern UK, so it was very green. Beautiful, and we, and we'd make it all brown, charged, yeah, yeah, charged. Yeah. Okay. So we did a, a ton of that, but okay. that was Rob um, Bowman, okay, the director who was a big X Files guy, and I was a big X Files fan, so that yeah. was that was really fun to That's kind of great. Meet, okay. work with him on uh, Chronicles of Riddick, mm. another oh, movie. We that, did a gigantic did we see that together. 
Uh, probably. I can't remember. Yeah, we yeah. did a gigantic sequence that got cut from the film. Oh, you did? What it kind was, of what kind of sequence? Was, uh, Riddick great. was so they had these like flying anti gravity things, and, and they take one down. Yeah, mm. you know, Riddick was running down the thing, and a guy comes out with some kind of you know futuristic bazooka and hits this thing, and it crashes and almost kills everybody. And so we did like these three or four shots where it's falling and crashes. And that's okay. Did you make I, jokes I make amongst yourselves like, oh man, that shot is so Riddick? <laughs> did you? We weren't that funny. Red dick. We weren't that funny. Got it. Okay. Good. No. All right. Well, bucket list. What's the? What are you doing? The bucket list. Oh, bucket list. So, so the bucket list was about you know Jack Nicholson, Morgan sure. Freeman. Doesn't seem like going a, around like a the world. Effects thing. Okay. Right. But you know, Jack won't go further than X miles from the Staples Center. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So you know, Jack Nicholson's. You know, even if he wanted to, the studio's not going to throw him out of an airplane. Right. Yeah. So there's, again, more face replacement. Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman face replacing on stunt doubles. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, riding a motorcycle on the on the on the Great Wall of China. That was also face replacement. A lot of so something stuff. like that. Okay, where you know in advance that this is what you're going to need to do because these guys aren't going anywhere. They're not going to do these certain stunts. Do you actually get time with them in the studio t- to set up face replacement shots? Like you know. We 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 ask okay, and, and a lot of times we do get that. You know, if it's you know, we, you don't get as much time with Jack as you would with someone else. But, Heffernan, um, with Heffernan, 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 you'll have a little more time. You'll be pushing Heffernan out <laughs> um, of the studio. But uh, yeah, we this do that. This is cool. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, at that point, it was strictly a two D a, a comp gag where we would just take a face and put it on somebody else's. Now, right? If it, if we would do a lot of that, we would actually make a, a CG asset, what we call a computer generated asset, a okay. digital version of somebody's head. We did that for Lady Gaga last year for Horror Story when she gets yeah detected. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you just basically sit down and say, "This is what I like." Anything else? This is what I need. Yeah. And they say, "Okay, this is what you got." Got, and you'll, you'll figure it out. I was doing right. a movie one time, uh, a Brett Ratner film. And okay. Dante Spinotti was the DP. Okay. We're, we're an old Italian guy. Sure. just like my grandfather. Okay. Okay. And, um, he, he did PG. He didn't call it. He called you the pigeon then. Come on. He, he did not. Pigeon. So, um, so we were shooting this. Uh, what movie? What movie? Uh, After the Sunset. Okay. So we were shooting Selma Hayek again on green screen. Uh, <laughs> and they wanted to put in this. This this beach plate element that they had shot in the Caribbean somewhere, yeah, um, and and it was right there, and so there was a little bit of constraints, and so and this was like four o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was really late. I went over to Dante and I said, okay, well, so we got a camera and a dolly, and this is the plate we have, and this is the move we have. So you can you can dolly, you can do here, you can do this, you can do this. Please try stay away from doing this. <laughs> he says, Jason, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> oh shit! There you go. And you're just going to deal with it and walk okay. away. Wow. So, you know, there's an ask and there's a get. Sure. Sometimes. But that's also a budget thing. He can he gets that opportunity. When well, you when you tell us shit, we're like, fuck, fuck we got to do what it, the pigeon says. It's he, funny, though. Well, go, I mean, he's Dante Spinoza. I mean, that's you know, right. Yeah, that's right. I was going to ask you, you know, about hostility on set and uh, if you ever run into any. That's primarily yeah. just, I mean, simply because like, you know, for instance, like a script supervisor's job is to, you know, make sure you're doing everything in continuity. And oftentimes she'll uh, or he will come up and sure you, you are already defensive, but I can imagine, you know, it's like, um, the 3d film, for instance, we yeah. had, we had a new person on film, which was the 3d expert. And so when the director had decided on something and the AD was ready to go and the, and the director of photography had decided on something, now here the 3D person came in and said, we can't do it this way. Mm-hmm. So do you have that? Like, and then people would get pissed off at that person. Yeah, occasionally. You know, I mean, I mean like anything, there's a lot of like, sensitivity and some yeah. political decisions. Sure. I mean, we've had There's also that. purists and people who probably well, there's don't also appreciate timing. what you're I mean, there there's, for. There's maybe. timing and there's some, you know, yeah. you got to know how to get that information at the right time. Yeah. yeah. You know, so sometimes waiting until so- rehearsal's done and then walking in after everybody's been marked and say, hey, we can't do that is maybe not the best scenario. Sure, right. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes it changes. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, fuck. 
You know, yeah. I mean, that, and it happens all the time. Right. Hey, we're going to do this. Okay, great. So I'm going to do that. And then you're just like, oh, fuck that camera. And, the, and at the last second, the B camera will move over three feet and you're just like, oh, I just got screwed. Right. You know, and, and you just have to weigh how – and it's one of the decisions. How much does it screw you versus do you stop this film crew at $70,000 an hour sure. or whatever and yeah. have a 10-minute discussion yeah. or a change or do you just keep going? And, and some directors don't want to fucking hear that. And you have to no. – yeah, you, you know read I mean? the director. You read the, the, yeah. the budget. And you just make a decision, uh, you know, how you are and what you're going to decide yeah. to, what hill you want to die on. Like, it would infuriate me all the time. Like, David is that guy. David would always, he'd call cut from the sound cart because the sound wasn't good. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And he'd like, hey, he's in your ears. He's like, cut, 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 sounds not good, cut, 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 cut. And you're like, shut the fuck up. I will tell you when we cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I've had those. I mean, I've never, <laughs> I've, n- I've never done, I mean, I've never yeah. stopped a take, but I've, I've sure. seen that happen from, you know, a special effects guy or makeup effects guy, something that just completely breaks. And, right. And it, the only time I think that it's universally accepted is if there's a safety problem. Yeah. You know, right. If there's something right. that's unsafe, sure. or something's not working, special effects, you know, and then they yell, and that's always fine. But I've yeah. had somebody say, you know, just be like, all right, we need to cut. And sure. Absolutely lost it. Have there ever been times where, not during the take, but, you know, you're already down a road on set and you realize that you're doing it completely wrong? And it needs to be changed in the middle of everything. And it's already maybe something you suggested. Never let him or... see you sweat, bro. Never let him yeah, see you sweat. Yeah, yeah. Never let him. Yeah, you gotta you play that one off a little bit. Yeah. yeah don't worry. Don't it. worry. It's you know. No, we're gonna nail it. I mean, that's one of the you know. Fix it in post. Fix yeah, it in post. it's one of the things that's nice about the job, right? If you're a props guy and you forget something, you're fucked. I mean, right. it's like you need it right then. If you're in post, it's like you just sit there for the rest of the day going, how do I unfuck myself? And right. usually you find and you some can, kind of idea. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems like, I mean, everything you're talking about goes back to one thing, which is that nobody else can do what you're doing and nobody knows what the fuck you do. So, like, they don't govern you because you can, you can literally say, no, no, we actually need all this time. And you could also tell somebody, no, no, this is supposed to be this way. And we're He's gonna, the man behind the, the curtain. Part, I mean, there's, yeah. the man you know, behind the curtain. like when we did Beer Fest, Oh, yeah. here's the thing. We remember the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, okay. I, did I make it in? Because there's always Jay and I always have this thing. Yeah, and it's like like in every there's movie, one thing there's that like he one wants, thing that he wants yeah. to do. Then I'm like, Jay, this is not our movie. Yeah, and he always and I've had a lot of luck. Yeah. Oh well, I have Quentin, that argument too. Quentin Tarantino did the did the purple square. Yeah. Right, right, and I was like, Jay, yeah, that's not what we're fucking talking about. <laughs> yeah. right? like, you can, Dukes, you want to do like an X-ray shot, and, but you know, right. so beer fest. Oh, right, so, the thing going in the guy's pocket or something. Right, like yeah, that. yeah. Right. So that. in yeah, beer yeah, fest, yeah. he takes the a pinball and he puts it in his mouth and he blows a big bubble. Out. Right, yeah, right, yeah. and it was a big metal bubble. It was right. a yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, so I wanted. Okay, so wait, let me set that up. So it's when Rolf Mueller breaks the pinball machine mm-hmm. in the Schnitzel Giggle. And what we had him do was take the pinball, eat the pinball, chew it, and then blow a bubble with the pinball. pinball. And, and then walk out. But we could, cut that out. And we could you see out. somebody's reflection? Yeah, well, right. that was what he that had to do. So that was an argument I got into with Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I said, let me turn around and shoot some reflections because I think it would be really cool. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, whatever. Tell me when you're done. <laughs> and I find out later that he went over to Larry. No, it wasn't Larry. It was, uh, it was, uh, Frankie, it was Frankie DeMarco. Frankie, yeah. Went over to Frankie and said, do we really need to do this? <laughs> and Frankie said, well, how many things did Jason really ask for and yeah. say that he absolutely needs? Aww. And Jay's like, all right. Oh. So, so there is this Frankie and, and DeMarco I think, Frankie, Frankie, Frankie Pop Peppers yeah. and, yeah. I, and I think that yeah, as as an industry as a department like in visual effects we don't do ourselves a lot of favors by making it a black box right and I think there's a lot of people that try to make it sound complicated and there is there is a little bit of a distrust I mean I've been, I've been in a lot of production meetings where the AD will be like oh visual effects shot three times the amount of time we're not gonna get that day you know right. and, it, and we, we have created that at some point that, sure. that monster and I've had people ask me like oh you know you know, a DP will come and say, hey, you know, I just did triple X four or whatever. And, you know, the, we had to do all this stuff and cameras and blah, blah, blah. And how come we don't have to do that on, on this? Right. You know, and, and just be like, well, you know, because I'm good. Well, it's yeah, because I'm the pigeon. <laughs> I'm good. That's it. <laughs> I'm the pigeon. I'm going to carry you. Know, you. Well, it's like 
yeah, if there's a dinosaur running down the road bashing into things, great. If we're, yeah. we're shooting a driving plate in the back of a pickup truck, like we're not going to, you know, and, sure. I, and I think yeah, those are the kind of things that like I try to be a little more friendly about, a yeah. little more kind of trustworthy about uh, than just like blindly and what happens. And sometimes it'll happen everywhere. You send your assistant, you know, if it's a second unit, you send someone out there just with this list because you don't know. Right. You know, it's easy to be like, I don't know what they're going to do. Get right. all this. Right. You know, because it's just. And that, ha- and that's why I think the least of that a little bit. Well, do you have? Have you ever had like one of those aha moments where you're just faced with this challenge that's plaguing you for days, maybe or, or even weeks, yeah. knowing in advance, and then suddenly one day you just sit up in bed and you're like, "That's how." Yeah. I'm and that happen- actually happens in bed. I mean, usually it's the opposite. Usually I'm going to sleep and my eyes pop up and I go, oh, "Fuck," yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, "Fuck," yeah. I put the camera over the wrong shoulder, right? I mean, have you, you know, right. we've all done those that, are the right? nightmares. Yeah. It's just like, oh god. Um, Is there something occasionally your head it works the other way that yeah. sticks out to you as like the hardest thing you've ever done? Is there something? Or you something know, you weren't I, able to accomplish, or is there something in your mind? I don't know. I mean, I think there's so many things that we always think are need to be like everything, right? It's like everything could be better. I mean, you know, and you, you do have to kind of let yourself go out of that a little bit. But then one of the more harder things when we did Manhattan, and yeah. we knew from the from the very first meetings on the show that we were gonna, you know, at, at some point there was gonna be a nuclear explosion, right? At some right. point we were <laughs> right, right. Trinity. It's coming. And 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 uh, Tommy Shlami, the creative director, yeah, you know, we talked about it a lot, and it was this is one of the most photographed historical events mm-hmm. ever right and and we have to be true to the science and we have to see it in a way that we've never seen it before mm-hmm. right how do you do that right you know and and we went and shot it and, and sam shaw the creator <laughs> wrote this beautiful scene <laughs> yeah and but even after we shot it we, we, we'd all sit there and look at it look at different footages and we all kind of i think had an idea what we knew what we wanted it to be but we just yeah. couldn't say it like we couldn't verbalize it and so it was just that was a lot of pressure and, and I you had to like, find it and it ended up being the final shot of the series like we canceled this Jesus you know so it was Jesus. just like this is what tw- th- 23 episodes yeah. led to this moment and we got to get it right you know right. and it was and it wasn't even a technical play it was just a creative thing which is a little you know always a little more scary like technically you'll get there yeah you know it may take time it's it may take money thing. but it's you'll a, get there it's yeah, like yeah. i really want this these story beats hit and i can't quite communicate exactly what they are and then so that was i think the most fulfilling yeah what was the solution we the we just kept going i mean we did, it was just like the series of here's a test here's a you know a bunch of wide brush ideas where mm-hmm. you know just as we kind of waded through it um in ways and designed it in ways that we can control yeah. something so they could come in and see it in, a, in an interactive way that they we could talk about it and starting to put some language in front of them that they could use yeah huh. is it is it more satisfying or or I suppose it'll lead up to my what's the your favorite project that you've ever worked on. But is it more satisfying to work on something like 2012, or is it you know funner to work on something smaller like like a beer fest? Uh, yeah, 2012. I mean, you, you. I mean, look, you do 2012. You know, there's like one for the studio, one for me, right? Right. I mean, right. Sure. Yeah. Although sure. I will say, 2012. I really enjoyed 2012. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> and I saw it in the theater. You know, there's some cool stuff, and you're just like, well, I right. get this cool. I get all the time I want. I get to do this cool stuff, you right. know. But but you know, it's uh, even even you know. I remember, like, I was working on Spider-Man. That 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 story I told about the CG. We were yeah. working on the trailer for Sp- for the first Andrew Garfield. Oh, I remember yeah. that one. We were doing the trailer, and we were doing the comic. There was a Comic Con thing, so yeah. we were doing that that summer. That was, and we were shooting Beer Fest at yeah. the same time. Yeah, and I would shoot Spider-Man and basically work on Spider-Man during the day and come shoot Beer Fest at night because we had a lot of night scenes, right? Right. And I just had. I remember we were working on this campaign, and and they were shooting in New York, and we were in LA working on this campaign, and they wrapped photography. They came back, and in one meeting on a Monday night, they killed it. Right. They they just like walked in and. And uh, Amy Pascal walked in, and yeah. they walked in. And they said, "This isn't working," mm. and scrapped it. Yeah, and I just remember like that campaign was probably like fifty million dollars. I, mean, I just remember thinking right. like we right. just wasted <clears throat> in fifteen minute meeting ten times the amount of money we have beer to first. make beer to yeah, make yeah. Uh, it was baby makers to make baby, oh, baby makers. It was, okay, it was yeah. just like 
Wow, you know, and so you and you know, and you go to a set like Baby Makers, yeah. and it's small, and there's not a lot of catering, and sure. you don't get to do so. You know, it's always a compromise. Yeah. You know, and it's like I remember there was an AD, the AD of Manhattan, Rick Sickler, Rich Sickler, who said, you know, just once, I just want to go to a director and say. What other things do you want to do? Yeah, Not, exactly. What yeah. don't you yeah, yeah. want to you know, we got a, We got an extra hour. What do you want to do? Yeah, it's yeah, nice, it's it's nice to have those conversations. But, you know, it's uh, – I mean, for me, it's just like um, – I mean, you could take. It's nice to have some of some of both, but you know, the smaller, more intimate stuff. Even if you, what, what what was nice about Manhattan was it was both. Yeah, you know, it was a very tight knit crew, very tight cast. You know, we went out in the desert where, where those guys actually. I mean, Tommy all the time was, would be like, "Fuck, people came out here and make a goddamn atomic bomb. We can right. make a movie about making an atomic bomb. <laughs> sure, like, right. it can get done." Right. right. Uh, so, right. and that was just extremely fulfilling. And, and also, we, my my father is a nuclear physicist. Okay. And, and my grandfather is a nuclear physicist. So okay. Personally, it was what happened to you, bro? What happened to you? Yeah, I don't know. My sister's, sister's a doctor. I don't know what happened. Well, that's funny. It, she she got all the brain. What'd you do? Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> Uh, go ahead. I have a question. No, no, go, go. Where, where, because I don't, Katie, where are we? How are we? 112. 112. Oh, Holy God. shit. Can you believe I that? I was worried I was going to have anything to talk about. What? I don't I, know. I haven't got to the list yet. What, uh, what's the future of this, of your business? Like, what's the, are you going to start yeah, replacing actors? Or are you going to start, I hope, like, I hope what? Not. And I don't, and I don't think, I, there's, there's, this is why I think not, that's not going to happen yeah. in the whole fuck. And it goes back to Beowulf. Yeah. I remember I was, um. But it's going to get better than I that. I was going to a USC game. Yeah. Okay. I was in the car. I went and picked up my friend. We were driving. Yeah. And she got an email. Okay. And she said, oh, I just got a note on my shot. Uh, okay. Make Angelina Jolie's boobs bounce more when she gets out of the water. <laughs> uh-huh. It comes back to the, the boobs. Because I do the boobs. But, you know, and I thought, this isn't going to happen. I mean, it, this isn't going to happen on a full sale. It's just, just like there is no way on a, on, on a global level someone like Angelina Jolie is going to lend her brand to a, a, a no-name artist sitting at a desk. Yeah. Well, I don't know about I just that, don't man. think that's going to happen. Honestly, I mean, it may happen selectively. But she might lend her brand to Warner Brothers or Fox. I don't or know. Well, you said, it is, that, you was know. that movie, um, Robin Wright did that with, with Danny Houston, did that movie about um, they captured, they, they, that was, right. they, they sent a contract, right? And they captured her digital as, and then they owned her. Right. You know, it yeah. was Robin Wright, I think, right? Is uh, that right? I don't, I don't remember. Danny I don't remember. did. I remember what it yeah, was, but yeah, yeah. It, it, and that's what it was about, you know. And yeah. it was just like she and she had this fight to get it back, and she couldn't, and they own it, you know. But the like, technology gets infinitely. I mean, it, it gets better and better and better, and like, you know, maybe, I was watching I a low know, budget I mean, TV show thing the other day, and they had a dinosaur on it. And you're like, the dinosaur looks pretty fucking good. You yeah, know what I mean, it's like you, you're gonna get because you it can't gets go better. Hire, you can't go hire a dinosaur. You, right. you can always go hire a dinosaur. I mean, it's like, I mean, you can, you can usually hire dinosaurs. Yeah, but yeah, oh, you say you can't hire a dinosaur. You can't hire I say you can't get higher quality of oh, dinosaur. No, 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 you, you can go, always get a higher quality yeah, of dinosaur. You can always get a higher quality. There's yeah. no dinosaur actors out there, though. <laughs> no. It's true. It's true. But, uh, I mean, the technology is going to get better and better and yeah, better. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll get cheaper. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like you look at Beowulf and you look at Polar Express and the other movies that, yeah. that were done that way. And I, I think if you ask the question... Why do it that way? Like you yeah. would watch those movies and you think, could we have done this practically? Like I don't think they've answered that question. I, I guess so. I don't well, think they've said creepy, though. this is creepy. the way to do it. Yeah, you know, it's like you could have done any of those movies probably for that budget. Yeah. with real actors and their actors, and you'd always hear people talk about, oh, I want to be able to control how they blink and yeah, why? Well, I mean, I if it's not for me, I mean, I'm sure it'll sure. happen on some level, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, and maybe the Pixar model is the way to to get there rather than. But what you know, is the next jump then? What is the next thing you think? I mean, what uh, what is the technology? I've been go? hearing VR is the next thing. Okay, you know, you sit down, you put the glasses on, and you make this environment. Sure. And you create that's, that, that world. Seems you to create be, the virtual world. Yeah, I don't know how. Oculus Rift. You will. Yeah, you'll right. learn it. Google we'll it. Learn it. Google it. Google it. Let's do that together. Well, what about that though? Because I remember, I won't say the project, but I remember like Jay showed us a thing that you guys had put together on spec 
uh, I think he was, yeah, trying to, yeah. he was trying to win a job. Yeah. How much of that stuff did you do you do? And for for Chew Crew, it, that's like stuff that you're not getting paid for, but essentially you're creating your own project, trying to win a job, or and, trying to win a job, yeah. and so you do something free mm-hmm. and put it out there. How much of that stuff do you guys do? We don't do very much at all. Okay, because do, they don't have to. They're always working. Sure. We always, we always employ. We always tend to do those things for Jay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and we did that. Uh, and that was well, fine. Well, that's you what know? I mean. We, will he be approached by somebody who's like, I want to get this job, maybe? And Yeah, that's, that's happened. I mean, we've all kind of had little things. I mean, I've, I've had personal people ask me for questions, and I'll, and I'll help when I can. I mean, yeah. we've, we've done short films and asked other people for help. Um, actually, we did a short film last year with Philippe Brennickmeyer. You did, okay. yeah. You he did. Was, he was great. Uh, what did you do? Did you did you write it, direct it? Uh, yeah, I wrote it and directed That's it. Awesome. And, and I called him up. I was like a last minute. I was like, "Fucking, yeah. just totally screwed. I need this guy." And he, yeah. And it was it was. Did he fit the th- role? You know, that- well, actually, it was it was written for for Danny Houston. He was going to do it, and okay. then and then he got busy because okay. uh, Bright Eyes came out or something, and yeah. he got busy. And so it was like Sunday. We were shooting. No, it was Monday. We were shooting on Sunday. It was the Monday before. And I emailed Philippe, and and because uh, I was like, "Fuck, I, all the other actors think they're working with Danny Houston. I can't, can't just get my neighbor, you know, to, right. to do this." And sure. so I emailed Philippe, and I was like, "Hey, do you think?" You'd be willing this one day. And I'd be happy to. Well, he said, "Oh, that yeah. sounds delightful. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be the to. bomb." <laughs> and so he emails me back right away. Yes, I yeah. send me this. Please send me the script if I can help. I think hey, wait, hold on, hold on one second. So everybody knows Philippe is the German swinger in Super Troopers, and right. also the uh, I guess the judge in Beer yeah, Fest. Who wants a mustache, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so he, uh, so I send him the script, and he emails back. Said, "I love it. Uh, I'm on a plane. I'll be in LA, you know, tonight. Let's have lunch tomorrow." So, okay. Great, and you know, and other people have read the script. Even actors who had, couldn't do it, you know, they I got really good feedback on it. And yeah. It was really connected. Blah, blah, blah. It was the first thing I had really. I had written. I, I mean, I've written uh, things that other people have directed, and I've directed things that other people have written. But it was the first time I'd written and directed. Right. So there's right. Like, nowhere to hide. Sure, right. there is nowhere to hide. So, man. but everybody was responding really well. I was really happy. I mean, it's yeah. small, it's like eight pages, right? Yeah. So I go meet him at a restaurant because he puts the script on the table, and he goes, "I didn't get it at all." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, dude, you're a monkey, right? You're supposed yeah. to just say yes. <laughs> He's a uh, dummy, though. Philippe's a dummy. No, you hear he that, was, Philippe? He was wonderful. Uh, it was what he, he nailed it. I mean, he, out of the park. Uh, yeah, he's uh, great. I'll show it to you. I think Stolhansky's seen it because okay. I, I ended up at some random film festival that he was on. Oh, the in Minnesota. The Frozen Film Festival in okay, Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he was incredible. And we've, you know, it was a year or so ago and we stayed in touch. And Is that something that, that you want to do? That you're, uh, you you're know, direct and write kind of thing? Just, no. I think uh, ultimately I would like to write. I'm just not very good at it. Okay. You know, like, like, yeah, okay. Like in my head, the ideal thing is like I, I, you know, I work out of the, you know, the cabin in the back of my house uh, sure. out in this ranch that I live in. Yeah. You know, and I don't go into work because you know, I mean, you live by me. It's a sure. Pain in the ass. I have job. a cabin in the back of my house that I work. Yeah. Out. So, so don't I? That, sure that, that, that would that would be awesome. I'm just not very good at it. You know, and it's like I'm not the best director in the world, but I know I can. I can. I've done it enough. I've directed a last second. You know, I can shoot something. Sure. But you know, so that was kind of the the. And it was just what happened was my agent called me at one point. I was doing a movie. And he said, oh, there's this uh, contest, a sci-fi shorts contest. Yeah. Wanted to write something and, you know, if the top five people, whatever, will, they'll pay for it. And I was doing a film. I couldn't do it. And, uh, but I kind of got home and I was sketching out an idea and I wrote this thing and it wasn't sci-fi. So I didn't answer. And I sent it to uh, uh, my friend Arnon, who produces a lot of things for me. And yeah. he was like, well, let's just shoot it. Yeah. So we did. And right. So that's. How that how that came up? Yeah, you and, have the infrastructure, don't you? I mean, you have, we have some interest. Yeah, I, so I didn't do the visual. Stuff, and we, and, you didn't do the visual. I went no visual. That was that was like no visual effects. That's crazy. We, we ended up having your like calling card. forty shots, but oh, okay. um, yeah, because it just wait forty visual effects shots. Yeah, well, there, there was <laughs> yeah. one main thing. So we shot in a warehouse, uh, day for night, and it was supposed to be light since and it wasn't. And it was right, light was coming right, area, so right, we, we right. did thing. And then, but what happened was, so it was funny because I was telling. 
uh, a director friend of mine this, right? And yeah, I yeah. said, okay, we, we found this great location. We opened the piece, very graphic, very like genre, you know, and I wrote, rewrote the scene for it. It was great. And then like two days before we shot, we lost the location. Uh, I thought I could make it work in this other uh, thing. And now, and the next thing I know, I'm shooting like a medium wide shot of this guy against a fucking brick wall. Sure. <laughs> and this director, this, this salami, he looks at me and he goes, welcome to filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I was, I couldn't like, so I, I did some map paintings for that. Okay. Um, my, but, myself. But. but do you guys do that? I mean, like, um, I mean, do you create projects or do you have that or is that something you guys are speaking about, like starting to develop stuff for yourself to make into feature films or TV shows? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I do that a little bit um, on my own. We, I mean, the, the, the facility, the visual effects facility is supportive of that. It's not our uh, it's not our business model. Yeah. Um, but other people right. have. And, and, you know, we tend to do that. And, you know, the the the, in, the uh, festival film circuit is you know is full of those guys. Sure. It's, it's fun. So we've. You know, give yourself a good rate. You give yourself a very good rate. You know, and so other things have made it in, and we've been working with Philippe on a few things, and that's, okay. that's, that's been kind of fun. I, I, we got a, we actually have a pilot in development that I wrote. Oh, you uh, do in a very classic Hollywood like, hey, I wrote this pilot. Great, we love it. Just let's just change everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. And but and is it, it set up somewhere? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's over. It's good. over at. Uh, I don't know if I can Are say. You it yet. say? Yeah, I don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Keep it quiet. Okay. Okay. Good. But is a what's the just to give him his time? What's the thing you're working with Pat on? Oh yeah, we're with Pat. It's, just it's, it's a really time. great pilot. Pat wants for, his time uh, for Paramount and Hulu called Citizen. Okay, um, it's a director that I've worked with a lot, Alfonso Gomez Rejon, who, okay. who did uh, oh, a wonderful. lot of horror story. Okay, very David esque. Okay, yeah. and he did. He won Sundance last year on a movie called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. And so oh yeah, yeah. That was his second movie. This is his. What's the what's premise of this? Uh, is a movie it, or a TV it's show? It's a TV show. It's a pilot. Yeah. It, yeah. It's if you're a, allowed to it's say, it's a. It's a fantastical superhero origin story. It's set okay. in the immigrant uh, East L.A. community. Okay, and it's lines. not an uh, superhero we know. It's a it's a superhero unique to the story. It's it's oh, everything about it is unique. Okay, I'm saying it's not like Spider Man or the Hulk. No, no, no. It's it's like, a total creation. Okay, dude, um, that's Pat's wet dream. It I is mean, Pat's wet dream. A, a, a oh, superhero was, origin story. Yeah, yeah. He loves it, that it was shit. funny because I just you know it's like we, we I showed up one day and they kept talking about this key grip they hired. Yeah. Oh, he hired the key. He's great. He's great. I think he's a good right sense of humor. He's great. Right, you know, right. and I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know, and then Pat key walks grip? in. Who I was is like, it? Hey, Pat Heffernan. No, you're for someone. Well, you guys worked on very tall. I can remember how tall Dukes and Beer Fest. Yeah. He didn't key those though. He didn't keep it. No, it was, a, no. it was a dolly grip on Dukes, I think. And very, yeah. very, very good one. Yeah, um, very good one. No, but he was one. The I mean, best. and he the had the, the perfect sensibility and personality on set. Did he tell you? So you, the DP is Chung Hoon Chung, who shot the original Old Boy. Oh, really? Okay. So one night, we're on stage at Paramount, and it is, you know, it's like our 25th hour or something ridiculous. Right. So that's an exaggeration, but it, it was a rough oh, day. Probably. You know, it's been a rough shoot. You know, it's yeah. like everybody's on edge. I mean, right. just at that moment where you're about to just snap at everybody. Mm. Right. And so. DP's sitting there, and, and Pat walks up to him, and he said, yeah, I, I know, I'm sorry, I know this isn't a very good time, but and he hands him a DVD. <laughs> right? He's like, can you just sign this DVD? But it's Spike Lee's version of Old Boy. Oh! What the fuck did you do that for? It, it, but it broke everything, every tension on set. Oh, so it was a joke. It was an intentional joke. Everybody just... Good for him. Good, Pat. needed, like... I was like, like I thought he fucked up. Breaker. No, what a great beautiful. joke. Yeah, it was great. He was one of them. And I saw him pull his pants down at the beach. So that was less okay. fun. That's good. I've seen, I've seen everything yeah. he's got. You know so. what? Pat's all right. Yeah. I think I'm turning the corner on him. I think, you I, think, you I, like I think he's okay. I think he's okay. Um, are you going to work with us on Super Troopers 2? Yeah, I think so. When, when is that going to Did Jay call you recently? Because we, uh, we have a shot. We can talk to oh, you really after. Oh, really? Not recently. We can talk to you after <laughs> okay. this about... Uh, yeah. No, it was just like the thing in October or whatever it was. But. Well, no, because every, no, every script writing meeting we have, because what's, what's happening is we're gearing up now. We are gonna we shot you know a couple weeks mm -hmm. back and whatever, and, and, and November, you were somewhat yeah. involved, or you, you found someone for us? Or uh, that it was the same thing, like the Indiegogo. I was, I, I was going to do you it. You were on something? I got very busy, and I sent yeah. someone, yeah. Yeah, okay, so uh, uh, we have about four more weeks to go, so we're going to do it this summer. 
And so um, we're gearing up now, but we're changing the budget, uh, changing the script to fit the budget and blah, 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 blah. And so every conversation that we have, we sit around the table, uh, uh, the Broken Lizard guys, and we go, we get to this part, and it's like, oh, can we do that for the budget we have? I'll talk to Jason. Can we do this? <laughs> I will, let me talk to Jason. Let me talk to Jason. I was like, because it's like, you know, what, there's like a bunch of bears in the movie. And it's like, should we cut some bears or should we keep the bears? Well, we went, let from, me talk to we Jason. went from three bears to two bears. This is part of the crowdfunding <laughs> campaign, too. If we hit a plateau, yeah. we we're going to have live bears. Yeah. So we went from three live bears to two live bears, and now we're thinking about going to one live bear. But we don't know. I, I've re- I read those scenes. I mean, uh, okay. before you know, and I was yeah, I was wondering how that was going to happen. That's you know? your job. And what's funny because you know what's going to happen now is, is we're going to go down to one live bears in the conversation for us. But but we Jay's going to sell rich like, but I got rid of two bears, right? So I should be able to get this extra week. I know. Well, but the idea is then you take the one bear, we shoot it, and then you use that one bear to create three bears. Oh, is that that's is that what the, you do? That the thing? Okay. That's what you do. See? Okay. Yeah. Right. A, a very I mean, funny, we only have to pay for one bear. A very funny scene depends on it. <laughs> I, I, I understand. No, but so, yeah. uh, uh, but we now we go through these lists and. and uh, your name comes up every twenty minutes. You know? That's good. So let me call him. Like, we're like, oh, we're going to podcast with him. He goes, oh, okay, good. You guys talk to him about. It. Like, if, for our bear scene, would you steal from the Revenant? Would you take the Revenant? Uh, <laughs> sure, do, sure. Well, you know, the, what we do in this pilot, the pilot we did with Pat was, yeah. was anonymous. Who did the Revenant? Right. So yeah. Maybe they yeah. got some bears left over. It was some bear footage. Yeah. That was pretty cool, though. You got to admit, as a as a was cool. as a visual effects guy, you're got, like, that's. I think, I think they got robbed at the Oscar. If you ask me, my personal opinion, like for an Oscar, you mean for the, for the best picture? For for best. Or no. best special effects. I, or, yeah. no, for best special effects. Yeah. Best right. picture. Who won best picture? Spotlight. Oh, Spotlight, right, right. Which yeah. is also yeah. anonymous. Which is also anonymous. But Great movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I read some article. It was funny. Leading up to the Oscars, I read some article that that The Revenant was going to win best picture, and it was going to be the worst best picture winner since Birdman. <laughs> the year before. Yeah, the year before. But yeah. it was funny. I mean, The Revenant, you know, it was just like, it was funny. I watched The Revenant, and halfway through it, it the light bulb went on, and it occurred to me, I was like, it's the fucking Lone Ranger. Yeah. Right. It's just the Lone Ranger, right? It's I guess the so. exact same story. Yeah. And and you you really didn't want it to win. Like you're like, yeah. okay, but what else was there? I mean, you know, and for photography, for like all this stuff, it was well, just it's like, a beautiful, you can't beautiful keep, thing. You, yeah. yeah, you can't pull it apart. It's like it yeah. such a for solid me, it's stuff. the first half an hour and the last half an hour that we were fantastic and in the middle of it just manners a little yeah. bit. But it's And like, if I could understand one fucking word that Tom Hardy said, I maybe true, would have gotten sure, more. So sure. you have to go back and watch it twice to understand what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was gonna but, do that. That bear shit. I mean, there are, there are some visual stuff in that that you, you've never seen before. That no, bear stuff is fantastic. That those, horse going off the cliff. Those fantastic. are the movies that should win. Yeah. You cannot tell the story without that. For right. best I mean, special effects. For best, yeah, special effects. Visual who, effects. Won visual, yeah, who won visual effects last year? Ex Machina. Oh, that's, that's great, though. Pretty good. It was great. That's great, though. Yeah. I mean, so that's it. Goes back to the whole thing. It's like, do you prefer subtlety over the, you know, being clubbed over the head with stuff? Because obviously, the Revenant is, you know, massive effects. And- but whatever, you see that bear scene, you're like, oh my fucking god! Yeah, this no, is something that you that, that's what I'm talking about. It. You've never seen that. scene. The technology right? is so good right. now that it's like you're like, holy shit! I've never seen this before. I've never been uh, had this POV of this before, and now I do. Well, so walk us through that. How much? How much of that is a real bear, and how much of that is the effect? I don't know. I think there was no real bear. I mean, there must have been at some point, but I mean, there was no real. Bear that got anywhere near Leo. I, right. I would certainly guess. not. I would, right. I would certainly money not. on that. So it was a big guy in a green suit. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, so. In, a big green, in a big furry in a green big suit. big furry green. I don't even think it was furry. It was this big green suit. Sure. I mean, I, there, there's footage of Fuck it around. Right, you though. can find it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have people dissect it. No, I know. I got a pigeon did. sitting right in front of me. <laughs> the pigeon I'm, doesn't care. He doesn't do it. He doesn't care. I'm throwing feed at him. I yeah, just, the just, just so, you know, just to, just to give credit where credit is due, you yeah. guys did bear fucking before it was cool. We did. No, we know. We did. We know. I guess the bear fucked Leo. Straight ripoff. Yeah, we fucked the bear. The they bear fucked Leo. It. They flipped it. That's what they did. But didn't we at some point write in Super Duper Two that was going to be the happen? You know, we were going to flip it. But I guess we were. St- it was stolen now. Uh, we bear- someone was going to was going to get fucked by a bear. Yeah, I can't remember can't what remember, it was. But we didn't. Uh, that would be hard. That would be the pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Jason, can you make this bear fuck me? 
That's what it comes down to. I'll be, I'll be at craft service. Are, are there ever well, times where you're like, you have to do research, like, you know, like, does a bear have a furry dick or like, does it, like, a, like <laughs> no, there's a skin lot of research. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of the fun things, you know, it's like, I'm ready to be, create a bee one time. So all of a sudden, you know a lot about bees. Yeah. It's kind of, it's fun. As we were talking you know, to bees, Mike Mitchell. Bees can't fly aerodynamically. There's nothing about a bee that says that it makes can fly. it fly. Yeah. It's got wings. Who knows? Have you seen Bee Movie? That's the opening, uh, that's the opening that text the of a uh, bee movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were talking. Remember, we had a conversation with Mike Mitchell, who, who's a director who who does a lot of animation. Yeah. And, uh, he did Trek Four, and you know, he walked us through some of that stuff about how you you try to create, you know, Shrek to be as if you, you know, there are things you don't think about them being real human. You know, like seeing their chest rise, and breathing, fall when yeah. they breathe, yeah. and that was a big the hairs was in a, their face. That was a big and, thing you know, when we did the, the lighting Sarah, on Sarah Paulson gag on Horror Story Freak Show when she yeah. played Siamese twins. Yes. Yeah. How does this bone structure work? And there, there are people that we took that off of. And you know, how does how do the collarbones sit together? How do they breathe? Is do their chests come both come? Yeah. you know, synced or not? That's a good and, point. Jesus, so it's the shit you learn. Do not ever Google head injury. I won't. Okay. Just don't leave, I don't. Leave did you, you did that. you have to do that? I, yeah, I did that once by mistake. Oh, I was thinking, God, no, no, I'm thank not you. Forget that. What is the favorite movie you've ever worked on? Don't say. Say beer man. Say beer man. <laughs> not baby man. It has to be. You weren't in Baby Makers. He was in Baby Makers. He wasn't in Baby Makers. He wasn't in Baby Makers. It must have been Beer Fest. Yeah. No, no. My favorite experience. Legitimately, legitimately, you can say. You're film? Like say. feature film? Um, Did you have anything to do with spooge shots in Baby Maker? There's like the big spooge shots? Big no. No, there was no, there's not. No, we did some sperm crawling around the monitor and Philippe scene, you know? Yeah. We, that, that, was, that had a lot of jokes yeah. about who supplied that. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Who supplied that sperm? Sure. Yeah. I don't even remember what the visual effects were on Baby Makers. I, I don't remember. I. I, I I mean, it was very minimal, I think. There was something... I, I have this sort of vision in my head about Nat Faxon with a prosthetic Oh, his dick. Yeah. Running down the thing. You didn't do that. We had to remove the... Oh, the, the And it was funny. It was a reshoot. It was the end of the year. And I yeah, really, was, like, we're sitting there and this poor fucking guy at work has to remove the straps around this prosthetic dick. Right. On the night that Nat Faxon wins fucking an Oscar. Won the Oscar for Best Rider. Best Rider. And he's walking into this. Damn it. All right, so favorite movie. Favorite movie you've worked on. Or best, I can't. I can't. I just can't pick one. I just can't. I mean, how do you? Yeah. How do you pick your? Do, I mean, how do you pick your favorite child? Well, I have one of those. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but favorite, favorite movies. Too, I mean, they all. You know, they're all great, and they all are horrible. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, Thirteen Days was a lot of fun. It was a, kind of a, about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Rod, yeah. Roger okay. Donaldson movie. We enjoyed that. I mean, I always enjoyed all the movies with you guys. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a given. Um, Maybe Super Troopers Two will be your favorite movie. Well, we got another one coming. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, it's like. You do movies for different reasons, right? I mean, you're not gonna. Yeah, we're, not, we're probably not gonna win an Oscar. You're not on that super. Uh, super true. There will be no Oscars. You, know, but, you never but, know. But you know. But you, know, but you might have fun with us. Coming out, you come out to Massachusetts, hang out with us a little bit. Is that where we? Maybe we'll let you stay. You're not gonna stay overnight. I'm from Massachusetts. You are sort of. You told me you're from Thousand Oaks. I'm from Thousand Oaks. I was born in Boston, and then but we didn't stay there. Sure, asshole. We found out that pigeoni means liar in Italian. Oh, I thought it meant pigeon. No, it means liar. Everything means liar. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I never it's like Yiddish. You know, Yiddish, you know, every word means stupid idiot. In Italian, it? every word means liar. Yeah. Fucking liar. Li- fucking liar. All right, should we wrap it up? Let's do it. Look at that. We've been talking for like an hour and a half. That's pigeon. awesome. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. It's do always it's, amazing. Chew some more? Yeah, we got chewing the way out. And um, what I'm going to pretend to chew. I want you to put some food in my mouth, visually. Like visual food in your mouth? Yeah. Okay. You can't peep, Chukri, you can't see it. I'm chewing. That's uh, the sound effect. I'm he's chewing. He's, he's chewing with his mouth open. Pigeoni, complete this picture. Yeah. This picture. You can put like a, I don't know, what do you put in that mouth? I don't know. <laughs> what about a cake? You got any cake over yeah, there? Yeah, let's put some cake, cake in there. You have a pipeline for some cake? Yeah, pipe. we could do cake. Cake, uh, green skin cake? Yeah. yeah. Green, so, green cake. Green cake. All right. All right, chew it. 
Uh, thank you, Jason Pigeon, uh, for joining us. Anytime. It was a pleasure. Was I, I love these. Uh, I love these kind of technical conversations, like you know, the behind the scenes. Well, they're stuff. fascinating. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, we can I, do, I mean, I just noticed this guy in the corner of the room. I did that move, Mars Attacks. You did Mars Attacks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Mars Attacks. Love Mars Attacks. So we'll save that for next time. Okay. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Chew on the way out, bro. Come on. Let's go. Oh, yeah. you, you know how to do this. Let's go. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com.